If you travel, you know how to really go off the grid. Like no cell service in your room, off the grid. You know which remote retreats have the best herbal baths, sound baths, and ice baths. Because when you set up your out-of-office, you mean it. Because when you're the escape artist, vacation is all about resting, meditating, drinking water, and minding your own businessing. The Delta Sky Miles Platinum American Express card. If you travel, you know. Learn more at go.amex slash you know. When you're constantly on the move, it's not just pits that break a sweat. From your armpits to your thighs and everywhere in between, new whole body deodorant cream and sticks from Shea Moisture are your secret weapon to staying fresh and confident all day long. Made from melanin-rich skin and packed with plant-based goodness, embrace a new era of freshness with whole body and stick deodorants from Shea Moisture. Find them at your nearest Walmart and walmart.com. And when you do, your whole body's covered. Support for today's show comes from Talkspace. Talkspace is the online therapy company that makes it easy for you to connect to a licensed and experienced therapist and for a fraction of the cost of traditional therapy. Talkspace is confidential, convenient, and best of all, affordable. Match with your perfect therapist today and enjoy a special offer on Talkspace on us by going to Talkspace.com slash Friendzone. Welcome to the Friendzone. I'm in the zone. My name is Dustin. I'm Francesca, also known as Hey Friend Hey. My name is Asante. This is the Friendzone. The Friendzone. When Miley Cyrus did that, that's how I felt today when I didn't want to slip and bust my motherfucking ass in the rain. Because when you step on them little white parts when you cross in the street, but can it's someone wet. tell me what she's talking about? I don't know. This was a. This what was she's a. So mad about who tried so to kill her? So let's break it on down. This is a clip from the tour audio. From this is an audio clip from the tour when Miley Cyrus was on her Bangers World tour. So this is when she was peak. On her Miley bullshit, right? So she came out on the stage and she was she had it on her spirit, I guess, oh! to give a testimony <laughs> about how these motherfuckers tried to kill me. <laughs> these motherfuckers, I swear, they tried to kill me. What is this? And who put that music behind? Was that you, Carrie? It's Carrie's Corner. Early on, okay. <laughs> Carrie's Corner starting at the top of the show. Carrie's okay? Carrie Corner today. Oh my God. You know what? I just, that is absolutely, let's open the show <laughs> yes. by saying that that did come from Carrie's Corner. That is yes, where Lord. I saw the tweet first. It is audio from Miley Cyrus giving a testimony on her Bangers World Tour that someone laid on top of a gospel track. <laughs> so it is the most authentic, sincere testimony I've ever heard. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it really has set the mood. Yes, Lord. Absolutely. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Friends. So, let's do a gospel freestyle today to open the show. (laughs) That works, right? I think it's on topic. Let's do a gospel freestyle. Here we go. Well, Mom and Dad, I don't know what is finna happen, but I hope you love me at the end of it. (laughs) And you too, Lord. (laughs) Let's do it. Okay. I've been wanting to do gospel music. I don't know how we're going to do this, but you know. We're about to freestyle the, gospel. The Lord is going to guide That's us. That's right. <laughs> All right, let's go. 
We got to send praises up so blessings come down. Wait, so we doing Christian rap? That's yes, what we, doing? we about to free do a gospel freestyle. Okay, well, why you playing? You know, uh, Chance the Rapper was technically at one point gospel art, wasn't he? Or Christian rapper. Isn't so. he still? Oh, it, see? Well, I'm about to freestyle smoke break now. <laughs> Uplift the people. <laughs> All right, let's do it. <laughs> you know, the times get hard. Sometimes you're on the boulevard. But you need God in your life to serve as a boundary, a protection, and a guard. That's G-U-A-R-D. I want you to understand me clearly because God is on my side. <laughs> and he's on your side, too. You hear me? <laughs> oh, my God. What? See, this is gospel music for those who don't know. See, God knows your way and how it's finna go. <laughs> <laughs> so you can play them games if you want to, but you know you'd be a fool because it was a play on Broadway. They said your arms was too short, too. Box with God. <laughs> Even if you thought you shot, you better not. <laughs> because God will take you where it's really hot. <laughs> oh, my God. Sante, it's on you to give honor. <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, I got it. Yes, you do. Lord, give me clarity. Mm. Lord, give me grace. Give me grace. <laughs> Lord, bless us all that's chilling in this place. Okay. In this place. Let's get through this podcast. If we're recording or if you're listening, I know that you're sitting there, and I know that you got something glistening. Oh, it's glistening, Jesus. What's glistening might be your cheek from the tears that you feel. The tears of the Lord. But everything that I tell you here on the friend zone, it's real. Oh, it's real. So, Lord, watch over me mm, 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 as we pray mm, mm, for this episode. Oh, we pray, Lord. Because, ladies and gentlemen, I ain't know how this was supposed to go. Oh, but the Lord guided you. Amen. He took your hand. Yes, he, he led did. you there. He did. To the promised land. Wow. We Woo. thank you, Lord. <laughs> That's right. Oh, motherfucker! <laughs> 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 They're trying to kill your back. If I see. were you, I would say yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, okay. Hey. Okay, okay. Hey, let him okay. use you, friend. Let him use you, friend. Okay. Let him use you, friend. Friend had it on her heart. See? Y'all crazy. Got the vessel. <laughs> All right. Because sometimes you know you need that spirit. Giving honor to everyone and to all things being made possible by something and someone. We want to welcome all to the friend zone. Your weekly look into all things mental health, oh mental hygiene, God. and mental wellness. Because who in the hell? And I can say that because that is in the B I B L E. That's the book for me. Okay? What is so that who in the today? hell wants a musty brain? Hell. Not I. Oh, my God. How you doing, friend? I'm good. I'm hey, not good. I'm so good, y'all. I'm blessed. Yo, y'all love funny as shit. Yes. <laughs> so, Jeez, how was your weekend? Let me tell you about how good of a weekend I had. I think that's why this has been on my spirit when mm-hmm. I came in the studio today. Because I truly experienced the blessing of the Friend Zone Live in Dallas, Texas. Okay? Yeah. Okay, Spurs that jingle, jangle, and jingle. Dallas okay? was awesome. It was all of that and the bag of chips. What an awesome crowd. <laughs> yes, it was so much love in the building. Carrie of Carrie's Corner was sitting Carrie. front and corner. Carrie's Corner. <laughs> okay. Front and corner. We had him right in the corner. Shout Carrie was Carrie's in the building. Corner. We had a little joke in there somewhere. <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, you know, never mind. Carrie, shout out to you. We just had a moment on the stage, and and I love that that happened. It was great that he's like on the show with us some weeks. Yes. So for him to be there for the live show was definitely. I mean, it was just it was such a, <laughs> a meeting of the minds, and everyone so, was so funny, right? Yes. I feel like it was a funny. Yes. Like they had us laughing more Dallas. than anything. Oh, they gave us the perfect amount of engagement yes. that really made it feel conversational, and everybody just felt. Like one big family, so it was just great. It was Friends hot as live. hell in there. Yes, it was, and nobody complained. <laughs> they out here trying to kill your famous, okay. your favorite bitch. That's how I should have been strutting across that day. I've had stage. some good days, and I've had some hot. And I've had a hot day last Saturday, <laughs> but I won't complain. And y'all didn't, and we appreciate it. Y'all, truth it was not. True. Within our power to change That it. was a crowd. You hear me? Yeah, it was. It yes, was. It shout was. out to my best friend, Gary LeVar, for Gary. coming to the show, um, being a part of that with us. And shout out to my brother. My brother was in the audience yes. and my sister-in-law. So that was absolutely just amazing. It really was a family-oriented show. I told y'all, that's why it's on my heart. It's on my <laughs> spirit today. And make sure you guys catch us on Friday, December 1st. Yes, yes. DC. Are you with me? Yes. If you haven't grabbed your tickets yet, the VIP is sold out. Thank you guys so much. The VIP so much. is sold out. And if you are VIP, please pay attention on the website to the VIP yes. times. <laughs> I do believe that there's emails sent out for follow-ups for that. But we want to meet y'all as bad as y'all want to meet us. So please come to the VIP accordingly. And grab your tickets at thefriendzonelive.com. And DC show will be hosted by our sisters over at Getting Grown Pod. Yes. So excited. Jaden Kia. So that's going to be really, really fun. So we'll see you guys there. Are you guys ready to jump into this week's show? Absolutely. No, I have something to say. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Your friend, you might could feel me on this. You Uh-oh. might could too. I don't know what happened. Fuck marathons. Oh, my <laughs> that God. Shit been, <sighs> that shit took forever to get home. Me and Asante had to walk home with our suitcases <laughs> in the rain because the traffic... It was faster to walk, put it, it that was, way. Wow. And you know, I wow. still walked home. You had no choice. I had no choice. It was blocked. You weren't going up Adam Clayton Powell. In the rain, Linux. in the dark, in the cold, after a like, five-hour flight. But it's okay. It's all right. It's cool. Because God is good. And God is great. <laughs> so them bunions and corns and shit and blisters better be worth it that all you marathoners got for cutting Yo, off the traffic and making okay. them roll them suitcases home. That was like the worst time. Y'all better have finished. Shit. Right. I hope somebody toenail fell off. Oh, okay. it does. <laughs> All right. Now that I got that off my chest, I'm ready to jump in. Friend. Yeah, ready to jump into the recap? <laughs> yes, like I'm on a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> so on last week's episode titled Love and Office Hours, we discussed how to balance being in a relationship, yeah. helping it thrive, but also helping your career thrive. Where do you compromise? A lot of you, as usual, had a lot to say. So, Asante, who stood out to you? I want to give a shout-out to Amber in the emails, the friend zone, the friend zone at com. I can't believe I forgot the email. It's like my first as time as ever. As much as I say it, right? Per use. All right, so per use, uh, Amber said, Did y'all jinx me? My boyfriend doesn't want me to do this project. That's Ooh. the subject. Hi, friends. I recently just finished a seven-year performing career as a dancer and moved home with the intent to teach more, perform less, and start a family. Only a week into moving back home, I met my boyfriend. He's the bomb, and we know we are meant for one another. Fast forward to now, I teach at three different dance schools during the week while also going to get my K-12 dance teaching certification. A former male classmate of mine just asked me to co-star in a visual he's creating for a song he wrote about he and his significant other to present as a gift to her because they're now on a break. 
He would like for me to dance and portray his girl, and he's portraying himself. It's an instrumental song, the story, and concept seem dope to me. I tell my boyfriend about the project, including the details that were given to me, especially the fact that the most intimate thing we'll be doing is sitting on the couch watching TV as a couple. (laughs) Sorry. Right. (laughs) At first, he seemed okay, but then he got off the phone abruptly saying he would call me back. Because I had just listened to the episode, I'm like, oh, snap. Here we go. (laughs) When he called back, I asked if anything was wrong, and he said no, and the conversation proceeded as normal. Oh, but in the morning, he asked me if he could be honest, then proceeded to tell me that he was uncomfortable with me being the video girl, and he didn't sign up to be with that girl because he felt like an innocent, intimate moment could lead to more. When I asked him to elaborate, all I could gather was from, from his answer was a lack of trust in me and my judgment. I expressed this to him, and he insists that he trusts me, but this is his opinion, and he's sticking to it. Here's my dilemma. Performing has always been a huge part of my life up until now, and I don't aspire to become an actress, so this project is not necessarily one I'm willing to risk my relationship over. However, what if an intimate dancing opportunity comes along and I absolutely want to take it? I know a conversation needs to happen about my identity as a performer and what that means to him and for us. So I just want to shout out to Amber for listening to the show and recognizing that and just seeing how that even applied to her. Like, I don't want to give you no advice because you didn't really ask me for that. Right. But, you know, everybody's going through it. What about you, Fran? What did you find in the SoundCloud comments? On SoundCloud, Mom's Drag with Swag said... A name. (laughs) Okay. Said, yo, this shit... Right here is literally my life. I've been divorced for several, and I met a guy that I told on day one that I was newly divorced, and I was focusing on my career, loving myself and my son. For a whole ass year, he chased me, asking me out. He said he understood my need for self. He used to tell me uh, he appreciated my confidence, my independence, the fact that I was impressed. Cut to two years later. Now he accuses me of not giving a fuck because I encourage him to hang out with his friends. That's okay. (laughs) I don't give a fuck because I don't go through his phone. I don't (laughs) give a fuck because I'm not pressed. I'm so confused. I even try to incorporate him in my life, ask him to go with me to events with my friends. And he will literally come up with every reason he doesn't want to go. But then he goes pissed if I go by myself. (laughs) As soon as... As soon as I landed, he said, I wish you could be happy with me the way you're happy with your friends. I'm like, if you wanted to be happy with me, you should have came. He gets an attitude even when I'm listening to you guys' podcast and says that I'd be smiling with the podcast and not with him. (laughs) (laughs) I love him, but the stress is real. Misery. You might as well get in the bed and put that wooden block between your ankles and let her bust them with a hammer like she did in the movie Misery. <laughs> what a miserable existence. Like you can't do nothing you wanna do. That's you might so as well stressful. go move home. You might as hey. You might as well move back home with your parents. <laughs> I mean really. For real. That's oppression. <laughs> that is literally channel. systematic oppression. That's what that is. Mm-mm. And and a lot of guys were hitting me up like it just sounds like what you want is not realistic. To you. Right. <laughs> and I found it so interesting. Of course, we're going to have to do a follow-up episode just mm. on what realistic relationships are. Because right. I was amazed at how many men really told me that what I want for myself and for other women is not realistic. Isn't that wild? That's stupid. 
I never said a perfect person. I just said someone who's looking to progress. You know why it's really even more stupid? Mm -hmm. Because now, like, say they run into you in public somewhere, they're shot. They don't even have a chance in hell. They're so dumb. If anything, you could have kept that to yourself. Yeah, like, dummy. (laughs) Dummy Jones. For me, what about you? (laughs) Not dummy Jones. What'd you find, Dustin, in those Twitter streets? In these streets. Okay, I want to give a huge shout out to, I think, Mark, friend of the show. Uh, whose Mark, name, I love you. Again, once again, his name is SZY, like SZA, but Sizzy, which is <laughs> oh hilarious to me. Um, his tweet says, I had a long and productive day today. <laughs> <Sizzy>. Total exhaustion. <laughs> <laughs> Brought me right back to life hearing my name on the new episode of Friends on Pod. So I figured oh, we'd do it again. Oh, no way. Um, oh. I also want to give a huge shout out to Dialing Back to Our Dallas Show. To Jordy, who is an amazing photographer um, that worked with me on the show, or pro- actually prior to the show. Thank you so much. It was a great opportunity. Such and cute shots. Like, thank you. And I also want to give a shout out to one of our VIP guests, Tanya, who wrote one of the most heartfelt cards I have ever read yes. from anybody. And she gave me, well, I'm just going to say it, she got me a Pornhub t shirt. And I had been <laughs> said I wanted one. It was so thoughtful. I literally almost had cried a thug tear. So, Tanya. You my girl. Thank you for all the gifts too. Yes. Now that we're on the topic, yeah, Everybody. the jerseys that yes. we got with the different countries yes. on them. Someone gave me a beautiful Mexican sweater. Yes. I mean, not sweater, scarf and earrings. And you guys are awesome. Such thoughtful gifts. Such thoughtful gifts. I just wanted to recognize that. All right, now getting back to the bullshit. <laughs> um, I want to give a shout out to once again Carrie from Carrie's Corner, who sent brought to my attention that Lyrica Anderson posted a video on Instagram singing. Soon as I get home by Faith Evans. And I was moved by her performance to leave a comment saying that the locks had been changed. Okay, <laughs> by the time you got home, it was horrible. And how are you gonna sing a song by somebody Damn. like Faith Evans? So because of that, people were in the tweets like it was just really bad and in the comments. And so somebody said <laughs> Oh gosh. Somebody said Anyway, just go look at the video. That's all I'm going to say. I also want to give a shout out to, um, where's the tweet? Asia F. Baby with two eyes. Who said, thank you, look at Dustin for tweeting about Lewis York Music's L.A. show because you were right. We were definitely in for a treat. Amazing. Oh, I love Asia. Absolutely. And she got to go to the concert to see Lewis York perform in L.A. And she was blown away like we knew she would be so... Shout out to her and shout out to Lewis York. Yes. And shout out to Lewis York. They actually have a and new, the uh, yep, they have mm-hmm. a new music video they just put out with the Shindellas, and it's so awesome because it's a Christmas song. Like, and who so does fly. that? They're so fly. Uh, like yes. the style is on a thousand trillion. So excited! So you guys definitely have to check that out. Of course, during the Music Man segment, I'll play a clip. It a clip. Yeah. It you hear me? I done made <laughs> a up a word. It, baby, Not doing clip it. It. here on the friend zone. Clip it good. I also want to give a shout out to. <laughs> Kelly Rowland, who tweeted, um, uh, who captioned her latest Instagram post in the streets, dot, dot, dot. And I want to give a subsidiary shout out to the thousands of you who tweeted me to let me know that she has stole my shit. <laughs> okay. I love or that it. she had been listening, which is so y'all hilarious funny. in theory. But in shout the out street. to y'all. Um, and you know, that's it. Twitter Streets was popping. Let's get back to the show. 
Oh, and you know what? I have to shout out. You guys were so funny with the roach story. Oh, Lord. you know I, what, friend? Like the amount of messages, and and funny enough, the amount of roach stories that were then shared. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have to just shout out Jasmine Baker on SoundCloud, who said, "I had a roach come out of my book bag once. The dude who saw it was really nice and just told me and was quiet once the rest of the class noticed a random roach in the classroom." <laughs> That's how you do it, y'all. Friend. Be kind. Be thoughtful. Just tell them, there's a roach in your bag. The crawl for I it have, all. <laughs> I have to say, you gave me something that I have not ha- had in a very long time, so I would just like to say thank you. What is that? My mom called me, and me and my mom speak like every Thursday. <laughs> she called me, and she said, what was that story friend was talking about? And then busted out <laughs> laughing before she could get to the story. So I'm like, what is she laughing? I have not. And then when she oh, told God. me, I could hear her with the tears in her eyes since she's telling me the story. So thank you for giving me that. I haven't had, heard my mom down like that in years. That shit was funny. Thank y'all <laughs> for the, the ones listening. Y'all are funny as hell. Roach Toaster took me to the floor. <laughs> Roach Toaster. It's still funny today. Oh, God. Not one, y'all not are the two. absolute it's best. It's been seven whole days. <laughs> and I'm still cracking up. Like. <laughs> So y'all ready to jump into this week's episode? Yes. Yeah, my mic stopped dancing on me. <laughs> She's trying to give me a lap dance. So do you guys listen to <clears throat> a little podcast called Jaden XD? Well, you know yeah, I do. I know them niggas and whatever. <laughs> it's a huge podcast, and they're amazing. They're two of our friends. Shout yes. out to Jade. Shout out to Xavier Delo. Yes. And they have uh, they have an amazing podcast that is one of my favorite. I talk about it all the time because they really, really are hilarious. So I was listening, catching up on the flight, actually. Only me and Asante were awake. Dustin was in La La Land. Um, and I was cracking up. To and fro. To and fro. I was cracking up on the flight. Asante's... You saw me. You're my witness. Was like, he was like, what? I was playing my game, so I have like, no room to judge. I was like, Frey is dying over I mean, there. dying. So, I was like, there ain't no TV. What is she laughing at? Right. So I was catching up on the podcast, and they had an episode with Crystal. Shout out hey. to Crystal. No, shout out to Crystal. Right. <laughs> she's killing me with them animojis. Oh, she's so damn funny. The little <laughs> unicorn one. Um, But... She was a guest, and the the title of the episode was called, like, Silver Teeth to Prison Pipeline. Okay, <laughs> yes. What? Yes. <laughs> you got to listen to the episode to know why they called it that. Hilarious. But I loved it because what they talked about, it was, like, a nostalgic episode. But you know how we on this show always talk about childhood yes. and how your childhood shapes how you are as an adult, your childhood experiences. What I love is the twist that they took on the show where they turned it into just like a really playful, nostalgic conversation where XD was asking about your experiences from K through 12. Mm. And it was interesting to hear how different, you know, (laughs) Crystal was like the church kid. Jade was like smoking weed and selling chocolates. (laughs) (laughs) XD was like hiding porn from his grandma. It was just... (laughs) It was funny, and it was cool to see how different their experiences were and how different they are as adults. So I thought the way YouTube takes concepts, for those of you who watch YouTube, you know how they'll have tag videos. I don't even know if it's still a thing, but I know when I was on it, it was a thing that people you always did. Is it still a thing? Me and XD did. It is. Back me, in the day, right? Me and XD did some of the same tag videos. Funny enough. Yes. So it's funny. So I thought it would be a cool concept to bring the tag 
thought like the tag concept to podcasting. So I wanted to recreate the episode that they did with the concept. And then we, once we answer the questions, we want to tag two other podcasts to go ahead and you guys have to tag them and tell them to do it. Those of you listening. And of course we love for you guys to comment and stuff, but definitely tag them so that they can answer the questions as well. Let's get a little tag going around in the tag podcast you're world. It. <laughs> tag you're it. And I tag hit people me. hard when I play tag. That's the that was always my favorite part of playing tag, smacking the shit out of somebody. I hated dodgeball because of that when Ooh. people would throw that shit so hard at your like your head and Man, shit. Listen, when I was younger and more agile, dodgeball was my shit. Yo, I, was I used to have a heart court. attack every time. I was about to take up discus throwing. <laughs> That's how hard I used to throw the dodgeball. Oh, I hated having to play that in gym. What? I don't know why. Y'all would be throwing them shits like football. Let me tell you, I have no idea. Looking back on the Lord, like I have no idea how I was so quick. You like. You ain't want to get hit. I did not. That's that's how you were so quick. And that was it. Like, I just saw that ball. I'd just be crouching down the corner. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Anywho. Sorry. See? (laughs) This is just how we do it. You put me somewhere. I was like, (laughs) Raven Simone. But that's good. Keep that same. Oh, no, no, no. No. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so keep that same energy. And let's go back to K through 12. Wendy Williams looked like Lot's wife. <laughs> Remember in the Bible when Lot's wife turned into that pillar of salt? That's what she looked like when she first caught that moment. I'm just going to call it a moment. I ain't said nothing about it on the show, friend. So I had, I mean, y'all knew it was coming, right? And, and the thing about it was I told everybody, is she okay? Because now real shit, watching that shit was scary. But you called it the week before. <laughs> I told, well, first when you of all. you said her incense legs. Yeah, them legs. She needs to get some legs. And, and I believe. Over and then look what happened. I believe. It is my belief. Because you know how sometimes your team will protect you. Mm-hmm. I think that they finally showed her that picture of her on the beach. They showed her that picture of them legs. And that's when she was like, ooh, ooh. So that's when she sounded like Elvis. I'm all shook up. Oh. That's when she did that. But anyway, let's get back to this week. Because, you know, I just once she said she was all right, the doors of the church was open. It was time to laugh. Ain't no way in hell we're going to watch Wendy Williams in a Halloween costume, falling out and not laugh. And the background was, like, funny. It wasn't funny. The background was, like, scary because it was Halloween. So I was like, is this a prank? And Jerry O'Connell was on there acting a fool the whole episode. So okay. when, Kia so, said she saw the Lord. <laughs> Wendy saw the Lord. I don't care what nobody said. But the fact that she was dressed as the Statue of Liberty (laughs) and collapsed. Like, Like the Statue of Liberty ain't never going down. Right. She looked like a a love and hip hop girl with that green wig (laughs) on. She's on love and hip hip drop. That's what she was on. So, XT asked. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Let's get it on. Come on, baby. Tag me in. Tag me, baby. And I ain't talking about the watch. Let's go. So, (laughs) XD asked. What'd he say? He said, Who? (laughs) It made me sound like a pastor. He said, Who? Yes. I told you, friend. (laughs) This is the episode. I'm telling you. He said, Who is your favorite teacher? And this could be K through 12. No college, though. We're going to keep it young. Keep it young. Oh, 
Go ahead, Asante. Miss Woods. Ms. She Woods. was like what my grade is that? kindergarten or first grade. Aww. All I know is Miss Woods, her and her husband both worked at the school, and she had twin daughters named Ashley and Brittany, I think. Miss Woods was my everything. She was like the black woman I needed at the school. It was like elementary school, so a black woman at the elementary school is predominantly white. I needed her there, so I just full forever love Miss Woods. Cute. Mm. That ain't the password answer, though. <laughs> you know, it's like, what's your favorite teacher? Oh, yeah, now we know. <laughs> I'm about to break into your Apple Music. Right. <laughs> we okay. gonna come back to the Apple Music too. It's gonna be the playlist purge fucking with me. <laughs> I'ma change the pic I'ma change your icon to a clown mask. And oh my god. Put oh a whole bunch god. of Taylor Swift uh, on the pl- on the playlist. Oh hell no. And then say, look what you made me do. All right. The cult American horror story, Apple Music. <laughs> God. Who was your favorite teacher, nigga? You know what? My favorite teacher was his name was Doctor Stram, and he was I had, he taught me algebra in the eighth grade, and he was so smart and he was so cool. He drove a Lincoln with a rag top on it. Well, he mm-hmm. always drove a Lincoln with a rag top on it because he kept a new one. Mm-hmm. And we went to the same barber shop. So me and Doctor Stram had a personal rapport because he would see me in the barber shop and have like mm-hmm. more of a cool like OG young nigga conversation that he we could have in the you know boundaries of the school. Right. And he would always pay for my haircut and he would always just encourage me to be doper. And I will never forget Dr. Stram. So shout out to Dr. Stram. Now I have other favorite teachers who we used to be mean to who deserved it. Who used to be mean. And it was this Wait, one... your favorites that were mean? Well, it was my favorite teacher because we would go in there and act a fool. You know <laughs> oh, what I'm saying? Oh my God. Yes. Unless, are we going to do our least favorite teacher? Yes. As well? Oh, well, That's then. The next you one. know, I will, oh, I will uh, remove that from the record, let the record reflect that out. <laughs> Expunge. Um, I have two. Mm. My kindergarten teacher, Miss Glick. Oh, oh, she sound nice. She was so cute. And the reason I liked her was because when my mom took me the year before, you know how your mom takes you to like visit the school? Yes. Um, she took me and I was only three, so you weren't allowed into the program yet. But when I got into the classroom, my mom says that I literally ripped my hands away from her and ran straight to the desk, pulled out <laughs> yeah, like saw what the other kids were doing. I pulled out a pen, uh not pen, like mark coloring markers and just started getting to work. Always been a star. <laughs> and my mom said her and the teacher busted out laughing because <laughs> most kids would be scared and crying and kinda like grabbing to their mom's legs and I looked at her like bye. My girl gotta work. <laughs> yeah, and she said I said bye and she said low key, she was like, Damn, that's embarrassing. <laughs> like you telling your mom to get the okay. fuck out. <laughs> Imagine how you think All the other kids were like, Mom! and I was like, bye. <laughs> right. So she said she was like, okay, not cool, but cute. And the teacher loved it and was like, that's amazing. She can stay. And Your mom probably felt so much more comfortable and at ease, too. Well, yeah, because it's nice. School, but, right. Yeah. And so, and it was nice, too, because at that time, we were lived in a really stressful home. Mm-hmm. So she was just happy to have me out of it. Mm-hmm. And the teacher was so sweet that she let me come in at, as a three-year-old. Wow. Only thing is, I had to repeat it <laughs> the next year. So I'm technically a pre-K, no, kindergarten left back. I got left back. <laughs> <laughs> a little rough start. Okay. Um, Who's your other favorite teacher? And then my other favorite teacher was Mr. Crespo in fifth grade. Okay. Because he's the Crespo. one. Mr. Crespo. Yeah, he was awesome. He's the one that told my mom that she had to put me in private school. He was like, she's very, very smart. 
but she's going to get lost in the system if you keep her and send her to public middle school. And, and he was like, I want to help her get into the private school system. And my mom was like, you know, we don't have the money for that. I don't know how we would do that. He was like, don't even trip. I'm going to figure it out. And he did. He went and made a bunch of connections with people he knew. He found out of a school that had an opening slot. He prepped me for the interview. You know, like really gave me that pep talk of like, this is going to be different. It's going to be scary. You're probably going to be the only black kid. And it's, you know, as a project kid in a white school, like he kind of just like, gave me the affirmations that I deserved to be there and that I was going to do amazing. And he got me in. I went for the interview, knocked it out off of his prep work, and was in. So he literally single-handedly changed, your life. changed the trajectory of my life. Wow. That's dope. To, and I try to find him on Facebook, and he's just like, <laughs> he's not even on there. I'm like, where is this dude? So Mr. Crespo, in the off chance that maybe one of your nieces. Okay. Or you're somebody. like somebody in your family. Side chick. Yes. <laughs> Whoever at this point. You know what I'm saying? Maybe side man. Whoever right. at this point. <laughs> 2017. Okay. Hello. You can tell us now, Mr. Chris Paul. It's cool. You can be it's free. cool yeah. Now. Yeah. So I loved him. Wow, so friend. for him to have done that for me, I don't know what he saw in me at that time, but forever, forever grateful that he did that for my mom and I. So that's him and Ms. Glick are my favorite teachers of have, all time. I have one more favorite teacher. Mm-hmm. I have two more favorite teachers. I just want to say Mr. Pollard was in my, he was my middle school teacher and I was in the AV club and he gave me like complete creative control. The same uh, middle school. Oh, the AV club. I was the one doing the. You would be on there. (laughs) You know. I was the same one that was like editing and doing uh, like the production board for like the morning announcements and that's the same uh, school where I showed like Aaliyah's last video in the morning and shit. Oh, right, right, right. Like so Mr. Pollard, thank (laughs) you for. They would roll in the big ass TV (laughs) into the classroom. Right, And Mr. Pollard. I luckily our I just had one place to be and they all did that shit. But Mr. Parler was like smooth as hell. Like you you walk into a classroom, he's always like, All right, all right, you know, now and today. And he was always telling you to shut down your computers. Now when you're done, you need to shut down your computers. They get hot, it gets hot in here. Like I remember he used to always say that shit and he'd always take me out. So Mr. Pollard, if you out there, yeah, shit, you the shit, man. Come on now. I'm gonna leave my other one for the next question. For the next one. Okay, so the next question was who was the teacher you hated and why? Sorry if you're listening. I'm not at all. Uh, <laughs> and it was a couple of them. It was a couple of them, but, ooh. It was a couple of them. So one lady, dang, I don't. I want to say her name, but I'm not even going to do that because my mama raised me better than that. Right. <laughs> um, but she was so mean <laughs> to us. She was so mean to us. And her last name started with an H. So every day, first of all, like, we started rebelling just because that's how mean she was. We weren't even bad kids. She was just literally evil to us. Like, she would roll her eyes and grunt, all kind of stuff. Like, she hated kids. Like, I mean, just like day one. You know what I'm saying? And so it only take a minute of that till you know, I come from the school of, like, my daddy telling me, you fight them till somebody pull them off, pull you off of them, right? Don't stop <laughs> oh hitting till you pull it off. So all I knew was to defend myself, so I'll never forget. I threw a... Um, <laughs> oh, no. It was, we would throw, like, loose change, you know, <laughs> different things at the chalkboard while she would be writing. 
And then, uh, <laughs> and like, and I'll never is. forget, we threw a starburst and it was some kind of lime. It was green or whatever. It wasn't lime, but the wrapper was green. And I remember she didn't even turn around. She was just like, thanks, but I don't like lime. I'll never forget that. <laughs> and her last name started with an H. And so we did, we created like a, we said a gang, but it wasn't a gang. It was 811HK, like the her last name, and then the killers. <laughs> so, <laughs> this is horrible. But at the time, whatever. And so we'd be like, 811HK, Black Killer, 811. Yeah. And she deserved it. That's the thing. And I hope to this day that she gets a lot of parking tickets. <laughs> you think she's alive? I hope so, because I hope she still can suffer in some way, like <laughs> something like getting parking tickets or something else that just irritates the shit out of oh, people. people. Like, I hope her roof gets messed up or something. She got to figure it out, like something like that. She was mean and nasty to us, and I'll never forget that. And Miss Green Roberts, I got something for you, too. It was a principal who, well, never mind. That's another story for us. <laughs> she got high. <laughs> oh, okay. What about you? Um... <laughs> okay, so this is super random. Okay, so I can't remember which middle schools I went to because I got I went to three or four different middle schools. But the Mr. Pollard was I think the first middle school I was at, so I really like liked him because all my friends were there. But another middle school I went to, and I hated this middle school because this is gonna sound so fucked up. But being an adult, like you understand more. I hated this school because it was more black folks, and because it was more black folks, that meant more problems for my ass. And when I got there. I had this teacher named Mr. Brown. He was my homeroom teacher. And I hated Mr. Brown. Mr. Brown Brown was a little young, snarky, gay guy, gay black man. So Mr. Brown, you would come sit in his class. He'd be like, all right, class, you come in, you sit down, and you don't speak until everyone is sat and we're ready to start. And in my mind, I'm thinking, like, what? Why would you speak when everyone's here? Like, why would we not shut the fuck up? Or, like, why would we not be having a good-ass time until something be quiet? Right. All he would like, I remember I would ask him a question like, Mr. Brown Maggles, no, you may not. You may not do that. Like, and everybody used to make fun of his ass. So one day, like, the kids were like, they were trying to like gang up on me because it was a bunch of niggas that knew each other and it was my, like, I was new there. And Mr. Brown came over because, you know, at, at a young age, he could tell like I was the gay one and I didn't make that connection that that's what the, that's how we were supposed to be. Because my mom had gay friends. So I was like, I knew gay people. I didn't need the teacher to be like, like, oh, we gay, so we gonna bond. And I felt like that's what he was trying to do. But he was like, he was like, the next time them boys bully you, I'm gonna call them all in my classroom. And then I said, that's going to look crazy for both of us. And I remember I stormed off. And the next day in his class, he made like he gave me a suspension for something. So I had in-school suspension because of his gay ass. And I remember saying, this is your gay ass fault. And I stormed out the classroom. You did not say that. Yes, I did. I was gay. So I knew I could say whatever I wanted to say. Like, you know, when you're younger and you're troubled and you're different and you mm-hmm. act out, sometimes they'll let you slide with certain things. Right, because they know where it's coming from. And the administration couldn't really do anything because he was gay, too. So it's like, well, they can't talk about a child being gay. So they didn't really know how to touch it. So I got, I got over like, there. Wow, things have changed. <laughs> wow, haven't they? Because I swear to God in heaven, cussing the teacher out was literally like as extreme as it got. Like when I was in school, cussing at a teacher, what? it was, I would think... Cussing at a teacher was like when Y2K was about to happen. Everybody thought it was like that. Everything was just going to fuck up. So, you know, hey. I went to a badass school, though, so that was common. <laughs> right. Really? That's yeah. what I'm telling you. It was more black folks at like, the new shut school. shut the fuck up to the teachers and storming out, throwing books while walking out the classroom to make sure it slammed against her 
We did yeah. that, but we didn't cuss at the teacher. We did all. I mean, you know, yeah, no. slamming books when they turn around on <laughs> right. the floor. We all did that. Ooh, okay. Oh no! <laughs> so one time, <laughs> Mr. Hawking, I hated his ass too. He, I had like advanced math and science, so I would go to one school in the morning for those classes, and then go over to my regular high school for like my the rest of my classes. And Mr. Hawking was at that first school, and so. We would like while he would be on the board teaching because again he, these were when teachers were mean to us and I remember his breath used to stink so bad oh, it used to be like I would feel like my eye color was going to change <laughs> if I was like looking at him while he was talking because the, the permeation of the scent into my pupils so I really did so anyway we were like he would be turned around writing on the board confusing the shit out of us and not caring whether we kept up. And these girls, I'll never forget it. They would, they started literally because the classroom didn't have any windows. They would get up really quiet and then smack the light switch on the wall so the room would go black. And it's, everybody knew that as soon as the lights went out, you would start yelling and screaming, beating the desk until he found his way to the light switch to turn the lights back on. Oh <laughs> and then who's what's he gonna do? Because who are you gonna? I mean, who are you gonna discipline? You know what I'm saying? The whole class. Oh, so he, it just, it was, yeah. He deserved that though, <laughs> Mr. Hawking. Damn. Um moving forward. I'm so glad these days are over. Listen. I've come a long way. Ugh, um I think my third grade teacher, Miss Mohoven, she you know what's funny? I didn't understand why she disliked me so much. She hated my guts. Mm-hmm. And think about it, I was so little, like but I get it now. And my mom and I actually talked about it once I got older. Um I didn't understand that it was like an anti-blackness sentiment that she had because she was from Europe. She was from Spain. Mm. And so she was viewing me as like that little, you know, hood Caribbean, you know, like lower class. We weren't polished and refined like Europeans or women from Spain. And, you know, she had the accent and um, and she just never treated me nice. Like, and I was really doing well. Like, obviously, that's why the teacher in fifth grade looked out for me. But it didn't matter my grades. It didn't matter uh, my test scores. She would always punish me and say, like, you know, there's that teacher that always punished you for talking too much. And in my report cards, it was always that I was always talking, that I was too social. Too social. Too social. It, I never... I could. There was nothing I could do right in that woman's eyes. She would find something to say that was wrong or needed improvement, even if my scores were like ninety nine percent on everything. And her issue too. I was in an African dance troupe, which is so funny now that I think about it. There was this African dance troupe that was like adults, and have I don't know if you've ever seen dance troupes, but there's always that little girl mm-hmm. that comes out. You were the little girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> you better get it. So I, it was a, a dance troupe that I was a part of, and she, we ended up performing at my school. And when she saw that, she like flipped, like she thought it was terrible. She was like, you know, she actually called my mom and told her that she thought that it was too hypersexual. 
And, you know, just she really felt that it was, like, disgusting. And after that performance, it was, like, even worse. Like, she thought that I was this, like, hypersexual kind of fast-ass in a way. Not understanding culturally, like, our movements. You know, if a little kid's gyrating and moving their hips, it's cultural. It's not it's me. Not it's not all, sexual at all. It's not sexual unless you That bitch was view- a pervert. Yeah, unless you're viewing it with that lens. So, but that was her anti-blackness and her issues just with us culturally and our heritage. So... She hated my fucking guts. Hated my guts. And when she saw that I graduated with honors, was valedictorian, and was headed to this amazing private school, she was sick. She was sick over it. I'll never forget she was one of the only teachers that didn't congratulate me and had nothing nice to say about it. That's okay. I hope all her kids marry black people. (laughs) And I also hope that she catches a cold on the plane. She's going back over to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) But can you believe that? When you think back to shit like that now, where you're like, you were an adult. Acting a fool right. like that an with adult. some kids. How old are you in third grade? In third grade, you are what, like eight. Eight? Yeah. Come on. Eight years old, and you you have a hatred for someone. And she was so nice to everyone else. Because everyone else was like, you know, either European like her, or or like white kids and different mixtures, and she just hated my guts. So that was probably the worst experience for me. Um, okay, so the next question, who was your crush at school? This is K through 12. Ooh, okay, so this what is, were they this, like? this ties into, oh my God, this ties into Mary J. Blige, my love for Mary. Oh. Because oh. when the Real Love video now came out. Now we get out, some insight. Mm-hmm, when the Real Love video came out, I was inspired to write a letter to this girl named Sarita Johnson. She was so fine to me. And I was in, like, fourth grade, <laughs> and I wrote a letter because I wanted her to go with me. You know, back in elementary school, who you went with, like, who was your girlfriend or whatever. It was a big deal. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> had girlfriends and, like, boyfriends growing up in elementary school. Like, you went with somebody in the Isn't class. gross? Do yes. you think now? What the <laughs> I fuck didn't mean absolutely nothing, but you thought, like, you know, y'all went together. It was established. And so <laughs> I liked her, and I wanted her. And to this day... I don't know, well, I wanted her at the time, you know, whatever. And so I wrote her that letter, and she ended up being like, we liked each other. She was like my girlfriend. And she was, it was weird. We had a lot of challenges against us because. I thought you were going to say you had a lot of challenges in the relationship. We did. We had a lot of challenges in our relationship. I'm about to tell you why. Because we was against a lot of odds. She liked cookies. I didn't. <laughs> it was this was more like a long distance relationship, but they was trying to keep us apart because like the oh school was separated. I was in the magnet program, <laughs> so all my classes were on the second floor, and I went to lunch at a certain time, and she was not, and so all her classes were on the first floor, and she went to lunch oh, at a different time too. It was like two different schools, <laughs> and so you know we really tried to make that work, you know, but it was difficult, and it was a lot of people. You I'm know, dying saying it would right never now. Work. Like, we really tried to. <laughs> and, you know, we was just we really we really found a commonality in our love for the arts and would y'all meet in the staircase well yes <laughs> literally in the staircase in the cafeteria which was also the gym and then school <laughs> assemblies was the best time because we could finagle away to sit next to each other during the assembly which is what a couple should do it was the honorable just thing to do <laughs> and so yes that I'm was my dead. crush what about you Sante <laughs> I can't remember any crushes. No? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. There has to be. I can't remember. K through 12? Mm. How you know you was gay then? Mm. Oh, he just don't want to tell us. (laughs) Why? Because you guys still know each other. And you out of high school. (laughs) This your chance. I know so many people still. Say it. And they're like, 
Who is Do going it. to listen to this? Because <laughs> I just, people. And then they're going to uh, Facebook you like, hey, stranger. So let me start. Okay. You well, can finally find out. <laughs> look, no, 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 no. Let me just start with this. The phone number that I have has been the same my entire life. Okay. So he letting you know and, and up front, reach out and I'm touch I'm letting him. you know that there have been times we've Say talked about no, school on no, here. no, no, no. It's really yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Come on with it. Come on with it. Brand, any crushes in school you want to discuss? You first. <laughs> I learned from Dustin to always go second. Hey, now, prophets, more <laughs> prophetic word on today. This is the, the, the church episode, flat out. <laughs> I cannot remember. Okay, okay, okay. This is going to be really stupid, but I still remember the reason why I be so emo, like some of the emo music that I listen to, is because one of the crushes that I had, <laughs> we went to the same uh, elementary school, and then he, like, left all of a sudden. Like, he was gone. I was like, what in the motherfuck? And so, like, for a very long time, I was, like, hurt by that. I was like, I ain't never going to see this nigga again. Like, <laughs> and the funny part about this is I cannot believe I'm about to say this. He was Puerto Rican. So even yes. as a child, I was, I was you know, down with the Hispanic swirl. always liked it. I don't know what it was. <laughs> All I know is that nigga was gone. And one day in middle school, like, oh, it was my first year. Oh, my God. It was my first year of middle school at the school because this was the school that I really liked being at. Um, it was, like, after school at the buses. And this boy was, like, skateboarding around the bus and shit. And I was like, who the fuck is this, like, kid? Like, I was, like, the first one on the bus, put my shit down. And there's this boy outside skateboarding. And it was him. And I was so shocked that it was him. I'd literally been listening to this depressing-ass music, not thinking about him, but just thinking about, like, what could have been had we still known each other? And then it was him. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, really dumb shit as a child. I don't even know what it was supposed to be. Like, look at, okay, trying to look Degrassi. back at funny. But we reconnected from him, like, skateboarding outside the bus. Us, but then we didn't reconnect. Like, I gave him my AIM name and he never hit me back. AIM, yo. <laughs> what was your AIM name? It was you, it was something really sad and you mentioned it before on the show. Really? Yes, it was that one. <laughs> it was that one and I'm not going to say it. I am not going to. Oh my God. You fucking Do you know now. mine was Bussy Cat? <laughs> <laughs> this is before Bussy was a word. <laughs> What? <laughs> so when it became a thing, I was like, "Oh my!" <laughs> wait, wait, new account. Why? Stat. Why? Okay. <laughs> when order. Okay. <laughs> Shit. Was it because literally? So when it became a thing, I was like, "Wow, bro." Was you? Well. Like, was it, were you flipping the pee? Oh, flipping? <laughs> oh, my God. Sunny side up. This is what I'm guessing. <laughs> Maybe I had tried to put pussycat and the pee was taken. <laughs> so I was just like, pussycat, whatever. And put a B and Lord only knew that a couple years later. <laughs> You've always been ahead of your time. Ahead of my time. Always. Jeez. Pop culture. Um, Pop culture. <laughs> Okay, who was I? Okay, I had a lot of crushes. So when I started that private school, yes, um, they everyone was white. So mm-hmm. that was like, whoa, so different for me. Here I am, this project kid in a white school. But there was this one little mixed boy <laughs> with hazel eyes. He looked straight out of a Gap oh, commercial. 
He was half black, half white, curly hair. He was tall. I mean, tall for that time period. Um, <laughs> and athletic. He was, like, in the basketball team. And he was literally the only other black kid. So I was just like, but he was so cute, y'all. Like, if I show you pictures, you'd be like, oh, my God. <laughs> he was that boy. Like, I was in a whole new world. Fell in love with him. But I thought he was totally out of my league. And then he didn't show any signs of interest or anything. Um, but I remember one day he was like, you know, I know that the building you live you live in is really rough. <laughs> he was like, it makes me nervous that you come out of there and then, like, walk here to school. He was like, if you don't mind, I'd like to wait for you in the morning. Oh. We were in sixth grade, okay? And he really thought he was going to do something to help me if something happened in the projects. Like that's so cute and so he really did he would wait for me in the corner of my building every morning and my mom would look out the window and she'd be like he's out there the only i have a reason i'm not saying his name because he married someone i'm cool with okay yeah, yeah, yeah so yeah. i want to respect their relationship yeah. but um so my mom would look out the window and be like he's out there and i would go and we'd walk to school Damn, he been dope for a long time. Yeah, like no, he was. You've just... been dope for a long time. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Definitely. Look, I was thinking that when she said okay. her, your mom was like, "He's outside." What? Yeah, yeah she would give me that look, look. Like he's so sweet. Like, doing a little Uzi vert. <laughs> like she just thought that was so sweet that a little boy would want to walk me to school because he was nervous. But my mom used to be like, "If anything happens to that boy." <laughs> In this block with his white mama dropping him off at the school thinking he's safe. And then he's walking to the projects to come get your ass. <laughs> like his mom had no idea that he was walking to the projects in sixth grade. This little like sheltered rich kid. But that was his thing. And we didn't date. We just were like really close friends. And then when we got older in like seventh, eighth grade. Mm. that's when we started looking at each other a little differently and we dated and then we ended up going to the same high school so oh, we dope. were together we we got together kept going together through high school and then here's what's funny when he got to high school he broke up with me because he was like you know this is a new life we you know i want to come in single to high school and he was about to be in the basketball team and soccer Damn. and yeah and he dumped me because he was like i want to be free love and office hours <laughs> right and I get it because, you know, he was kind of like your old love. Like, I'm trying to get on with the high school chicks. But little did he know <laughs> that okay. when we got to high school, okay, okay. Fran's little body came out. Okay. <laughs> Let's talk about it. That's what I was doing. You already knew. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> So when I got to high school and my little body came out and that's when I started straightening my hair and going to the Dominican salon and getting acrylics on my Popping. Nails. You said, hold up, wait Start, a minute. Okay. Started wearing heels, little skinny jeans, and he was sick. And mm. I, he was like mm -hmm. trying to fix it after that because I was popping in high school and he, I, he tried to fix it and I was like, no. You said, you know, petty. I was like, no, 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 no. You said you wanted to come and be single and get the new girls, so enjoy them. And I made sure he was sick all four years of high school. Ooh. And then we got together in college. <laughs> <laughs> but I had made sure he was sick in high school because <laughs> that was his plan. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but shout out to him. We had a really adorable had little love fun. story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that was like my little on and off crush from middle school all the way 
to college, basically. Hilarious. Shout out to you. Hilarious. Right? That's so cute. Okay. So, <laughs> we kind of did an embarrassing uh, episodes, but it wasn't like focused no. in school. I, I am I'm really done. complete <laughs> in I my quest toward wise. finding embarrassing moments in my life. Okay, here's another one. He yeah. asked, did you fight at school? Oh, yeah, absolutely. What was the worst fight you had? Um, Probably on the bus when I was in the eighth grade. Shit, the bus. Yep. It was oh, my first time being called gay in a derogatory way. And I felt like I had to set the precedent. You know what I'm saying? With, you know, being about that action. And I already told you where I, where, how I was, you know, Ooh, and with guided. your brother. Yeah, and there's more. <laughs> So it was on the way home, and it was this bitch named Kiana that stayed across the street. And I'll say her name. And I don't even care no more. I hope, like, all is well or whatever. But fuck you for this. So I remember she um, she was older than me, and she was, like, a few years older than me. And I, she probably saw, like, a little twang or something. Somebody did or said, because I used to be on it, because I, I didn't want to be gay. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I used to try to mask off. Mask on, nigga. <laughs> fucking mask on, you know? So... Um, anyway, she, that bitch started with me and it was these two boys who one was one year older than me and the other was two years older than me. And so they started, it was on the bus on the way home. Right. So I'm like, okay, this is my first time in life ever being like, quote unquote, I guess you could say bully. I, to me, they was just fucking with me. That's what kids do. Right. But at the time it felt really intense and I was getting off the bus when the shit was really going down. And so it was kind of like, I just got off the bus and was figuring it out. But I knew that I had to make them atone them i had to make them pay i knew it so i was like okay next morning right my brother worked at a credit union at this time and he used to drive me to the bus stop to go to school so the next morning i'll never forget i had on this sweatshirt you know how they do like promotions at the bank and so they make the employees wear like sweatshirts with whatever on it or whatever for that promotion so at this time they had this like bear thing or whatever and the sweatshirt had a bear on it why i remember that detail who knows it's completely insignificant (laughs) But the sweatshirt had that on it, and I wore some jeans and some boots. And I remember I was like, I'm getting on that bus tomorrow morning, and I'm going to fuck everybody up Shit. flat out. So I had a combination lock, like a oh master lock, God. and I slid it under my – this is a true story, okay? I slid it on my middle finger, and I got on the bus, and I remember we all sat in the back because, of course, where else would I sit? That's where the action was. <laughs> so I walked to the back of the bus, and the Shit. one boy – my kids ain't taking the bus. He stood up. I'm going to leave their names out of it because I literally, this is like literally eighth grade, four scoring 40 years ago. So I literally don't feel nothing. And from this, I, you know, grew into myself. So I appreciate these niggas for this experience. But that morning, okay, it was on. So I got on that bus and I walked to, to speed the story up. I walked to the back of the bus. The one boy got up and I was like, well, he didn't really get up. I walked up to his seat and I remember verbatim. I was like, yeah, that shit was real funny yesterday. What's up now? And he got up and tried to take his coat off. And I remember my little brain in the eighth grade thinking, now. And I remember when he got up to like take that coat off. Boom. I remember I went right upside his head and I literally, he was leaking like I busted his head open, but I didn't know it at that time. I just kept beating ass. And so I was getting him and the other boy who was a year older than him, he was started trying to grab me. I remember this like clockwork because this is how I was like learning how to fight. Yeah. He tried to grab me. And so I remember I started swinging up 
you know what I'm saying, getting his ass up off of me too. And then I remember feeling somebody not getting him up off of me too. I remember getting him off of me because I had the other boy down and I was it was like going down. You hear me? And so I got the other boy up off my back and I remember just feeling myself getting lifted up. My brother had got on the bus because he was in order for him to get back to our house. He was following the bus. He has oh, to follow the bus shit. every day. So he saw. And in my head, I'm not thinking about those kind of details because I'm a kid. Right. So he literally, you know how school buses have that clear Where window on the back? The, in mm-hmm. the back? He yeah. saw the whole thing go on. So when the bus got to the next stop and by the time the bus driver realized with the chaos of the fight, my brother got on the bus and like him and the bus driver pulled me because what I tell you, my daddy told me. Don't stop until you get pulled off. off. And I remember him and the bus driver pulled me off or whatever. My brother was like, you you don't like me. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And I remember my brother was low-key proud of Of me. Of course. And I went home and I got suspended from school for 10 days. Because I used a weapon, and it was this big meeting in the office, oh, and I all my grades so was behind and shit. And my parents were upset that it happened, but they I didn't really get like in trouble. I got kind of like a low key punishment, but of course, once they knew what had happened, you know what the fuck? This is what y'all told me how to do, and y'all want me to defend myself anyway. So I really didn't have static like that. But yep. Yeah. Woo. That's just one. You want some more? The fact that your brother happened to catch that, sure though. Right, he will tell you that story to this day. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to go next, friend. Me? Yes. Oh, my God. I um, want to hear about you. You got a fighting story, friend? I have so many. Like, See, this what? is what I yes. need. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, which one, bro? Please, anyone. <laughs> There's Okay, I'm trying to think. Because I told y'all the one time I got jumped, but it was that they had me confused with somebody else. Right. But by the time oh, they realized it, they no. were already in it and the adrenaline was kicking up. Because I remember the girl being like, it's not her. She was like, fuck it. <laughs> and it just kept beating my eyes. But that was that was one. But I think the worst one was probably, it was a dude, always a boy. Um, this had to be, this was elementary school, so it had to be like I'm going to guess fourth or fifth grade. And you know how when the badass kids from other classes would be sent to like your class and they'd be in the the back. back. Mm -hmm. You remember, oh my God. (laughs) So they'd be sitting in the back like being reckless with their like feet, you know, Mm -hmm. hanging over, dangling, dangling, hanging over the seat. Distracting you down. Totally distracting our class. Throwing spitballs and shit. Yes, that kid. So one of them, he threw something at me. I think it was like a pencil, but he, the way he threw it, it was a sharpened pencil Fuck. and he threw it. And for whatever reason, that shit actually landed straight into my hand, like on my hand and went into the skin. Like it broke skin. Ugh. I'm freaking out. Cause I'm like, what the fuck? Like I didn't see it coming. So it shocked the shit out of me. So my reflex I like run to the back of the classroom. My girl. And, I, yeah. and I bit the shit out of him. When I tell you I I like lunged forward, he falls on the ground and I bit his stomach. Like just bit it. And I bit a chunk of his fucking stomach, which My is girl. so disgusting. Wow. And they ended up we like punching the fuck out of each other. Like we're full out fighting. They took us to the principal's office, of course. He was really hurt. Like, he had skin that had been taken off. So they were going to suspend me 
But luckily, the principal, you know, heard the full story. And, the, and my classmates told them, like, no, she was not even bothering him. He threw the pencil. It could have been dangerous. What if he caught a vein or some shit? The way he threw it, it was like, like he's fucking Paralympics. <laughs> What's that? Archery. Ar- <laughs> <laughs> you know, some fucked up shit. So... Luckily, they didn't suspend any of us, but my mom, I remember she was so mad at the school, and then when we got home, she was like, you did so good. (laughs) (laughs) I just remember her being so happy. She was like, you defended yourself. Like, that made her happy Mm -hmm. to know that... She didn't have to worry about that that she didn't have to worry about me, and she knew that even if it was a dude that I fucking beat his ass and bit his shit, because I didn't care. I was like, by any means necessary, you're going down. And if I have to bite you, and you know it was gross. It was a chicken pox that I bit. Oh, <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> I was like, "Fuck, fuck it, damn, whatever." So that was probably my worst. <laughs> chew through <laughs> worst it. Fight, chew through it. That's gonna be my motto. Just chew, chew through it. it. <laughs> what about you? Chicken today. pox. <laughs> um, I have a couple of different things that come to mind that I that are just ridiculous. Like one of them. The, the most ridiculous fight that I can think of, I was in school, and um, you know what? I talked a little bit about this before. It was the Scholastic Book Fair, and they gave out these, or I had my mom buy, rather, one of those um, movie books. Like, I remember I would get, like, X amount of books to read and then X amount of books for entertainment. And so this was, like, the Power Rangers movie, like, movie book, and it was, like, behind-the-scenes stuff with, like, holographic special edition shit in the book. So this was the book that I bought. It was the Power Rangers. I was in school. It was the shit. This young man, I don't even remember his name. I remember his name. I still look him up on Facebook sometimes. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, he smelled like mothballs. Okay. I remember very distinct things about this young man. Not a smell you can't forget. Never, ever. This young man took my book. Like, it was my book. I remember I was reading it in class, and it was this had to be, like, elementary school, middle school, somewhere in there. And this fool took my book and acted like I wasn't going to notice. And I didn't know he took it until he came to school two days later with the same book and acted like he just got it out of nowhere. Mind you, we just had the book fair. They just delivered these books. And I know your ass live in the same neighborhood as I do. So I knew your mama and I knew she wasn't taking your ass out to buy no goddamn books. (laughs) Especially the one that I just got the book fair. Anyway, I said all that. And then a girl, she had a crush on me. I don't remember her name. She's the one that told me. She was like, I was looking in the back of his book and it had your name in it. And I said, what? So it was my book. So I pulled up on him in school and I was like, hey, you got my book. I need my book back. He was like, I don't have your book. I don't know what you're talking about. Because he was older than me and he looked a little swole, but he actually really looked slow to me. So I didn't care. Anyway, I was like, okay, well, I need my book. He's like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. So we get into the classroom. He pulls the book out, and I just walk up on him, and I grab it. This nigga grabs my arm and pulls me into the desk. And so on my way down, mind you, I didn't even know that I did this on my way down because he, when he grabbed my arm, I shoved him down. So I went down to the ground, and he came down too. As I'm going into the desk, his head hit the desk first because he was already <sighs> sitting down. And so his forehead was clean. <laughs> oh, my God. And, and so then he looks up, he's like, and I'm like, oh, shit. And I took my book and I went to the back of the class. And so then when the teacher got him, she was like, you know what? Everything's okay. What's up? Da, da, da. And then everybody's like, ooh. And they all looked back at me. Snitches. <laughs> and so I had my book back, but then I got called to the office. Then the teacher took the book. So I didn't have my book back after I did all that shit to get my book. That was... Scholastic crimes. Crimes. <laughs> crimes. Oh, and the other one that I could think about was in summer camp. I got into a fight Ooh, with... Ooh, summer camp, bruh. 
That's First a whole of all, other uh, chapter. I was really, I went to summer camp because, you know, Miss D, she had to work. All right. My mama, she had to go to work during the summertime. You ain't staying at home watching television. And my sister, she's eight years older than me. My sister didn't like me going to summer camp. And I remember she used to be, well, she was beating ass way before that because my sister beat ass of this uh, music group. I think I told that, that before. So she was always telling me, like, if you go going to summer camp, you know, you're going to have to square up with some people at some point or another. And I was like a big child, so, but I was like really big and nice. So eventually somebody did come along and fuck with me. Like she could tell that that was going to happen. Um, these kids, they were like really sore losers or one of them was a really sore loser. And his two brothers went to the camp, too. I don't remember what game we were playing. It was summer camp. So it was at the park and he lost and our team won. I didn't say anything. I don't even know how I got into a fight with this boy. This boy tries to start fighting me and I'm literally not fighting him. I'm just holding his head back because he was too small and I was really big. So I was like, I don't want to do shit to this kid. And so like he's like trying to swing at me. His older brother comes downstairs. He's like, yo, let my brother go. And I was like, your brother's literally trying to hit me, and I'm just holding him. He's like, yeah, but you don't put your hands on him. And tried to rush me, and then I let the brother go, and they ran into each other. And then we had to all start scrapping. Like, I was like, I cannot believe I ain't did shit, and I have to fight people. But then when I got in trouble, because, you know, I had to fight. And my fighting isn't like, hey, we just going to fight. Like, there was more blood. <laughs> Yo, for real, so, that's why I don't fight. I don't like to fight. I don't know I, what the limit I, is supposed right, to be or whatever the fuck I'm that means. I'm one of those that blacks out, so I'm so glad that I'm in a different place. Especially as a child. Like, that's hard. Well, yeah. Because you don't really know shit. Like, all you, you know is... You have no limitations. Man. <laughs> so that's it. That's it for our stories. Why are you making that face? Because I just, you know... No, you trying to hold back. We over shit. here with adrenaline. I mean, not that. I just, you know, at this point in my life, I work very hard not to find myself in certain situations. Tell me about man, it. Because I, you know, you know... Whew. You don't want to kick that up in nobody. You just don't. And you don't even want to be a part of that. You know what I'm saying? I just want to have good times, good energy. Yep, Good same. memories. I don't want to make no more bad. Even though I enjoy the process... <laughs> Real talk, you know what I'm saying? I don't want to do that. Right. And so I'd rather just be peaceable. Yeah, I mean, all honestly, all my fights Bible. were like high school and before that. I never fought in college. I never fought as an adult. <laughs> I haven't had any fights. <laughs> I was like, you already know. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't mean to. Y'all know I am very nice. They came for you. There were some situations I ended up in. I mean, A happens. couple of them I was supposed to be in. I was talking, and I made sure I backed up that talking. But but sometimes people are just crazy. I've, I've had a time where, you know them tunnels when you got to cross from, like, the two to the one? Mm-hmm. Um, not to or like the, the, or the, a, a, the to a to the, the yeah 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 that's how you gotta go. I remember one day I was walking around in my business and it was four girls, and you know how they be hyped coming mm-hmm. from the club, and I know I heard one girl go, cause I will fuck her up, and I was like, <laughs> who said that? <laughs> I remember I turned around cause I was like I know she's not talking to me, and maybe maybe that's what I shouldn't have done. I should have just kept walking. But I sure as hell stopped and turned around. She was like, yes. Like I said, I will fuck you up. And my dumb ass, I was like, I would love to see you try. <laughs> Bitch. And she yep. was with five other girls. Damn. So me shit. know my heart was beating fast. I was like, you dumb ass. Your ego. You should just kept walking. And luckily her friend was like, don't do that. Don't do that. But she was coming towards me. It would have been the end. Friend, <laughs> it would have been no hey friend, no podcast, no YouTube. I would have had to tell her friends. I was like, y'all just watching. If you want a piece, you can come next. Like, But you see how sometimes it's 
you minding your business and people just hyped. It, yeah. yeah, people hyped and then your ego gets in the way because you don't want to be talked too crazy like that for no reason. It's the energies. And you know what's so random? I was having this conversation with somebody in my neighborhood. You know how there's like these random people that walk around your neighborhood and you're just being nice, you mm-hmm. talking to them and they talk to you Yeah, I ended up talking on the stoop for like two hours. We was talking for like 30 minutes about nothing. I was like, okay, girl, it's too early for this because it was <laughs> not some in the morning and I already missed the opening of Wendy. I like to laugh at her in the beginning sometimes. That shit happened and then I walk into the deli and I fight was going on they were talking crazy as hell to each other oh my god i saw the your one I was ig on my, story I she was even, like is you do crack she was like you and your man do dope like they were going in the deli and i couldn't order my breakfast it lasted <laughs> my 45 man, you minutes stood there drinking tea. i did i was drinking my coffee because they had my, my uh they had the ginger tea right it was tea <laughs> i was drinking like i'm not gonna ever get my sandwich and then the cops finally came after it was all done and living in Harlem, and listen, niggas we could do a whole episode just on Harlem living what? and Harlem no. fights. Please don't. Harlem nights. <laughs> <laughs> so who do we tag to do this? Um, I definitely would like to see the brilliant idiot Charlemagne, <laughs> oh Andrew Schultz. What's up? Would? Yep. That would be funny. I want to hear Charlemagne's story. Yes. And Andrew Schultz's stories. I'm sure with his personality, he right? must have some crazy wanna shit. Want to see what kind of fighting he was doing and shit. Who else? Um, I think Charlemagne's best fight is going to be when he made Chrisette Michelle put lotion on her hands oh on the God. Breakfast Club. <laughs> so tag, you it, nigga. Okay. Um, who else? Let's do the ladies of lift service. Angela Yee. Yes. Everybody tag yes. Angela Yee and tell her that we tagged her to do this hot button issue. And shout out to XD, to Jaden XD for the cute concept. These were adorable questions. That's and make right. sure you guys listen to that episode because their answers and crystals were hilarious. It's like an hour and like 45 minutes of straight laughs. Thank you again to Talkspace for supporting today's episode of The Friend Zone. Now, with Talkspace, you can connect with an experienced, licensed therapist that you pick based on your preferences. Speak with your therapist on the web, over the phone, even video chat, without traveling, without worrying about your privacy or any other concerns that you may have with traditional therapy. And do not worry about your information being shared. Talkspace is 100% confidential, and you can even remain completely anonymous if you want. Every Talkspace therapist is fully licensed, has at least a master's degree, and goes through a rigorous screening process in addition to the thousands of hours of supervised professional training. Don't make any more excuses. Take charge of your life today and match with a therapist that can help you feel better in it. To sign up, Go to Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. And as a special offer for our listeners, you can use coupon code FriendZone to get $30 off your first month and show your support for this podcast. That's code FriendZone at Talkspace.com slash FriendZone. Talkspace, therapy for how we live today. So now let's jump into this week's wellness segment. Well, 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 well. <laughs> All it's right, the Christian so, episode, so I'm trying to be, you know. I saw you, you were given the, the peaceful one. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm going to ask you guys three questions. And I then... didn't do it. <laughs> I wasn't there, and I don't know. <laughs> I was going to answer with uh, 50 cents. Oh, he did that shit. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he did that. Oh, he did that shit. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask you guys three questions. Actually, it's four questions. And then afterwards, I'll tell you why I'm asking, okay? Okay. And those of you listening, I want you to answer it as well. If you have a pen near you, write it down because I'm going to ask you to repeat them later so you guys remember them. Okay, so here's my first question. Think of your favorite animal. Mm-hmm. 
And now I want you to describe three reasons why they're your, it's your favorite animal, how it makes you feel, adjectives. What's, what's your favorite animal and A why? A dog. A dog? Mm-hmm. Cute. Okay, what are three reasons why? I believe that dogs have personality. Mm-hmm. I believe that dogs can feel emotion. <laughs> And I just believe that dogs are a great complement to our lifestyle and our life. They, to me, you can have more of a connection with your pet if you have a dog than you can with like a meaningless cat, or <laughs> oh you know, or a damn bird flying around making noise. You know what I'm saying? A dog, though, you can look a dog in the eye, and they can look at you in the eye. You can feel that. So a dog, mm-hmm. okay, a what's... real bitch. <laughs> what's yours? <laughs> Those of you listening, tell me your favorite too. Get me a real bitch. What's your favorite Mm -hmm. animal? Um, what if I don't have one? Then pick one. Think of one. Close your eyes and think what comes to when you when you asked, I jokingly said panda. Um, You can't say no reality stars. Pandas are cute. (laughs) Um, you know what? I do like um, I do like those pretty fish. Like if I like the koi fish. Not koi. Oh, well, yeah, those are the ones that have the little, um, like, sometimes they're white and orange. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. I do like those. I, like, when I get rich, I want, like, a big, elaborate tank. The ones that be at the dentist's office in the aquarium. <laughs> Actually, I want one, you like, center. Mm-hmm. I want one, like, cent- like, it's a centerpiece of some sort. Or, like, a pond with koi fish. Because it's always good to, like, stare at water and have conversations with people. Well, what do you like about them? Um, I think that they're really pretty, and the water's... Every time I think of water, you know, the Pisces in me is just about to start uh, talking about some things. Water. I just really like watching how the fish like swim around in the water. It's really like therapeutic for me to watch. Um, and not for nothing, fish are simple. Like the life of a fish in a tank, outside of a tank. Like, you know, you just will see them swimming. <laughs> I'm, I'm not even sure like really all what is supposed to happen. It's just like really therapeutic just, to watch. Yeah, they're calming. I actually really want a fish tank. It's just the cleaning process of it that's like... I don't mind cleaning tanks. When I lived in Atlanta, I randomly had a fish tank, and it was like always something really tranquil. Because every day I come in, They're feed my so little nice. fish. Those Ooh, I, I just like love room. I want one so bad. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. Like once I get the room to have all that, that but would I would love dope. one of those big Built ones in. that yeah. is like, all, like in wall the wall. Yes. Ooh. Anyway, off topic. See how we do? Okay, so now tell me another animal like that would be your second favorite. What else comes to mind? I like giraffes. Oh, me yep. too. I think they're graceful. I think they're beautiful to look at. And they don't bother nobody. Anytime I've seen a giraffe tripping, it's because somebody fucked with it. So, like, I've never seen a giraffe just, you know what I'm saying, be on one. <laughs> so, I like giraffes. And plus, they're the thing that Toys R Us use, so you automatically think it's a friendly animal. <laughs> I like giraffes. What about you? Um, I am leaning towards... Towards... Uh, uh, meerkat is that the one okay it's the one that's like sometimes it's a pet and it just stands up and it looks all crazy and mm-hmm. funky yeah I like those they look really cool they're super cute yeah. oh no wait is that a ferret that we're thinking of oh maybe it's the ferret I'm yeah, thinking of yeah cause I don't think people have meerkats meerkats sound like it'll fuck you up I think so within the ferret so a ferret the ferrets are well, cool. what is ferrets I know they're a little creepy though mm-hmm. but they're nice though we were at um, I think we were at Spike Lee's party when I went with Jade and this lady came into the party with a ferret in a carriage I think that's random and I was like fuck, wow it was it. a very strange Brooklyn night I kind of like shit like that like I but think about Sway Lee and his pet monkey <laughs> but what is it about a ferret I mean uh, yeah a ferret that you like um 
they look they just look really inquisitive like how they kind of pop up mm-hmm. and throw their heads around looking around and yeah it's just entertaining to watch and i feel like they're they're probably smart animals too and i think it's really cute to watch their hands when they like eat stuff and they kind of like put their little paws on you they're long they're, yeah they are ferrets are cute cute they, they are, are really cute okay so we remember these answers okay so here's my third question what's <laughs> it's cute what's your favorite color purple black Black? Mm-hmm. Why is black your favorite It just color? makes me feel calm and still, and I feel like it goes with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it in my home. I like it in, um, what else do I like? In my closet. You know, I like black clothing. Black, to me, is just always going to work. So I like black. Nice. What mm-hmm. about you? You said purple? Purple. Why? It's just very, like... It's always a statement. It doesn't matter what it's on, it, like what shade of it. It could be something really because they say it's like royalty. It's and it looks sim- good on you. Yeah, you know, purple just looks really, really nice on me. It's like mm-hmm. a really like reddish almost, but still like a bluish, but like not quite because you know they're married. But so it is more than. <laughs> it's a mystery. Okay. What about you? Well, no, I can't tell you mine because then because I, I already I know I why I'm asking, so, so it'll you kill can it. rig it. Right? <laughs> <No>. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's two more questions. So the fourth one, when you think of bodies of water, right? Mm-hmm. Waterfalls, mm-hmm. ponds, rivers, TLC. lakes, <laughs> TOC, waterfalls, <laughs> rivers, <Houston>. lakes. <laughs> um, what would you describe as like your your favorite body of water? My favorite body of water? Oh, I've seen some pretty water. I went on a cruise one time mm-hmm. in the Caribbean. We were on some private island. It was a Royal Caribbean or no. Yes, no, not Royal Caribbean. What's Carnival is a cheap one, right? Royal Caribbean is the one <laughs> the that was kind of like... party night. one. Yeah, it was Royal Caribbean. Mm. That's what I was on. And we were on a private island, and it was the most clear, beautiful water I've ever seen in my life. So I'm not sure what the name of it was. Do mm-hmm. I need to be specific? No, no, no. It's just more the so type the of, type of water. It doesn't have yeah. to be like a location. It was beautiful, crystal clear, like beach. You know, it was ocean. It was the ocean. Mm, so you like just clear, yes, calm. Like, yeah, Okay. Mm-hmm. What oh, about so you? So you don't mean like a sea or a lake or it, whatever kind of body of water? You can even talk about a bathtub. Yeah, I mean it's just pool. whatever, whatever calls to you when you think of a body of water that you would want to be in. Oh, I just think about um, the open ass ocean. Like I think about if I was on an island, if I was on like a little ass island, if I could just look out and see the ocean all around me. Mm-hmm. I think not that I want to be stuck on a tiny ass island, but I just think about that. Can I pick a new one? <laughs> You want to change it? Yeah. Because <laughs> it can be anything, right? Yeah, absolutely any body of water. Okay, I want one of them. You know, in the Poconos, the um, the Caesars Resorts up there, they have that <laughs> champagne glass hot tub. You know what I'm talking and about? And the flavor pool yeah. and stuff. Uh-huh. I, want the, I want the champagne hot tub. Can I pick that? I it doesn't need to be a natural to body of water. I mean... We could take it. Okay. But I, throw a natural, the dice. A na- Something different. <laughs> but we'll go with the first one you said, too. So okay, we'll have okay, both. Okay. We'll have both options. Okay, here's my last question. Those of you listening, make sure you guys are answering these, too. So picture a white room. So I open the door, and I tell you to go into a room, and it's the white. The <laughs> And it's completely white. Mm-hmm. It, it's well lit, so it's not like it's dark or anything shady. It's a well-lit white room with no furniture. Heaven. And then I close the door. How do you feel in that room? Like, what What do you think would would kick up? If And I don't tell you why. It's I just, just the, literally close the door and you have white to just room, sit. It's just it? a white room, no furniture. Am I doing an Apple commercial? Like the old <laughs> Do I know how long I'm finna be in this motherfucker? You know nothing. 
It's just I close well, I the door. I automatically get anxious. To that, make yeah, you anxious. Because I because I feel like something's gonna happen next. <laughs> so I want to be prepared like naturally. Movie. Yeah, I'm like, well, what the fuck is up, friend? You know, you're the last <laughs> person I would expect some shit like this from. <laughs> Why are we in here? Right. You know what I'm saying? So you would get anxiety. Yeah, I'd be like, friend, okay, what when is you gonna tell me what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Sante? I mean, if you just gonna leave me in, I'm gonna just say, okay. Nigga, a white room that Hell you don't yeah. know why walk, you there. You know what Sante would be fine. I feel like you he know would just that sit down and whip out his video Look, game. <laughs> I'm going to be lit as hell. I'm like, oh my God, friend, we in the white room. And you're going to be like, I'll be right back. I'm like, okay. And then you close the door and I'm stuck and in there. And you be fine in and there. And then I look around and it's all white. I'm like, okay. And then I'm going to just sit my ass down. And if there is something next, I hope ain't that it's Ain't no it. door. All you see, think about it. It's a fantasy. So <laughs> ain't no door. This literally, might, all you see is white space everywhere you look. But not for nothing. No nothing, just not for space. nothing. The way that society and all this shit is a moment of quiet and just a, a bright ass room. I'm not on my phone looking at nothing. You don't or know it's a nothing. moment. Look, it you might don't know be if you ever leaving. You could, this could be it. Never mind, but this could be <laughs> it. See, you don't never you, know. You're too pessimistic now. <laughs> yeah, it's a white room with no doors, windows, floors, ceiling, furniture, chairs. Ain't even no remote, ain't no wicker chair, ain't no end table, not a wicker chair, <laughs> ain't no nightstand, ain't nothing. <laughs> Okay, so for you, it's anxiety, yes. and for you, it's calm. It's chill. It's chill. Okay. Okay, so now I'm going to tell you what I'm doing. She this about is, to let us have it. I am going to let you, but it's exciting. Yes. This is what's awesome about oh, it. Shit. So this so like, is... You in here when you're now. <laughs> now, listen, this is a test uh, of relational psychology. Ah. Relational psychology is how you relate to yourself and other people. So it's a branch of psychoanalysis where the subject is asked to imagine different situations and through the series of questions and, and the things that you're describing, it stimulates your subconscious. So your subconscious thoughts are the thoughts that aren't like, that you don't immediately express, but we all know are, are hidden, you know, mm. somewhere there. The, the Let's say like the more hidden aspects of your thoughts and your personality. So what this is, it's a question where this starts prompting your answers and why you answer in these specific ways. So I'm going to tell you guys what your answers mean. And obviously this isn't like, you know, it's just a fun test. Yeah, so it's not like scope. the world is going to be like, oh, my God, this is why he said this. It's like but playing it's... MASH back in the day, you know? <laughs> right. Yeah. So it's just a cute test. Um, so here's what it is. The first animal that you described. So Dustin described a dog. Mm -hmm. And you described... The fish was my first one? Yes. The koi, the koi fish. fish. Mm -hmm. That's your ideal mate. <laughs> I don't. So what were the reasons you said you liked a dog? Because it was... You said they're sweet. They have personality. They have personality. You, they feel emotion. They feel emotion. You and said you can, you can look at them in them. the yeah. eyes and connect. So these are literally the things you look for <laughs> in an ideal mate. I love personality. Isn't that amazing? <laughs> wow. <laughs> and then with you, with koi fish, you said they're brilliant. They're calming. They stand out, but they're, like, beautiful. So that's what you look for in an ideal mate. Someone who stands out and has, like, style, I'm guessing. And this is the cool thing about this test. You can sit and analyze them even deeper from your own answers. Like, why a koi fish? Koi fish are beautiful, but they're also, like, quiet. You know what I mean? So that's sort you know of. What, friend? Isn't this cool? I'm starting to see What's where you're going. What's the second one? So now the second animal that you mentioned was the giraffe because mm -hmm. you said they don't bother nobody. They're graceful. They're graceful. That's how you view yourself. 
Would, and so you I said I literally it said I ain't never seen a giraffe fucking with nobody unless they fucked with it. Which is and literally no. <laughs> okay. And you said a meerkat because you said they're inquisitive. Yes. They're super cool. Yes. And that's exactly how you've Absolutely. always described yourself as when someone I, who's inquisitive. When I said the meerkat was inquisitive, I was like, I was about to say, like me. Because right. they always look it up like, what's up? What's going and on? And you said they're super chill. Right. Nice as fuck. Isn't this interesting? Okay. So the third question I asked you guys was to pick your favorite color. And what color did you say? Black. You said black. And what were the reasons? Because it was... It made me feel still. Mm-hmm. I felt like it was always a good choice. It goes with everything. Mm-hmm. Um, those were basically the reasons I said. And now the what your favorite color tells you is how you want the world to view you. <laughs> Royalty. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Classic. You said it goes with everything. It fits in well. It's always a good choice. It's always a good choice. And you said purple. It's royal. It always makes a statement. It of always some makes sort. a statement. So this is how you want to be viewed to the world. Now let's talk about the body of water. Oh lord! So let's go with your first one. Yes. Oh, you God. said like crystal clear. Or even clear, your second beautiful. one is quite funny. The champagne glass. That's hot tub. Yeah. So the the body of water is how you view your sexuality. Vast and. Beautiful, so, the best I've ever seen. This is literally what I said. I said it was the clearest, prettiest water I've that ever, you've seen ever seen in my life. I went straight to the best. <laughs> this test, let me tell you something. Uh, when she contorted, I supported. Ain't that what they said? <laughs> Ain't that what Ray Schremer said? When she contorted, I supported. I support this test. And Asante, you said just a vast, limitless yep. body of water. Yeah, so your sex is limitless. And dusting your sex. And then, but you also said the champagne one in the Poconos, so. Noteworthy. <laughs> unforgettable. Original. <laughs> creative. Only found in one damn place. <laughs> Iconic. Oh, legendary. <laughs> stately. <laughs> and then now the last question was, I asked you guys to imagine a white room. Oh, God, I'm ready for this. So this represents how you feel about death. So it gives you anxiety, Dustin. Mm-hmm. And for you, it was very calming to find the peace. Isn't that interesting? Because in the end, <laughs> it doesn't even matter. <laughs> Isn't that the coolest test? Yes. Because in what you think are just a series of prompts and questions, you're actually stimulating your subconscious with the answers. And it can be totally related to your thoughts and I think this is a cool thing for, to go on dates with these I mean I know it's kind of shady so people like, are like what's your favorite color <laughs> these are the things they really ask and it's like are we in school but right. they're really trying to find out you can shit. really psychoanalyze someone some in five shit. minutes because look at what you just you just shared your thoughts on death sexuality your no, self esteem. This ain't Game of Thrones. <laughs> you know, when you watch Game of Thrones, it's more happening than what you watch in the same thing. Your, I, your thoughts on love, all that in a matter of like five minutes. So it's a cool icebreaker to do maybe when you're meeting someone new and you kind of want to like dig into their brain without psychoanalyzing them directly. Obviously, this is fun. It's nothing deep. It's not really going to tell you the be all end all of the person, but I just think it's a really cool game. Psychology students, I'm sure you guys play this all the time because it comes straight from your uh, relational psychology textbooks. 
you should Google relational psychology. They have tons of them. They have a cube one. It's actually the one I wanted to do, but it's a little bit longer. Um, they have a door one with different doors and which door you picked and then what's behind it. Like, look these up. They're that really... shit scare me. Like, I'm going to be nervous walking to the train now. <laughs> right? <laughs> you pick which door. What's going to happen when you open? Like, now I'm looking. I feel like someone's going to get my legs. <laughs> so those of you listening... You know who- uh, definitely check that out. Well, wasn't that cute? Yes. So this is just a cool that way to kind of tap. It's a fun way to tap into your subconscious. So it doesn't always have to be heavy and deep. Sometimes you can, even through playfulness, really kind of gauge where your head is at. I saw a neuroscientist in the comments um, under one of the sites I was looking through. And he was like, you know, this is cool. It's fun. He was like, but you have to keep in mind that humans are constantly changing. Oh, my God. Can we have the, <laughs> uh, the moment? Shit. I, I hate it. Well, actually, motherfucker. Here we go. What? How are you going to well, actually, the test he that did. we just said was like great? He was like, this is fun. But, you know, people go through things on a daily basis that change their subconscious thoughts. So he was like, don't let this make you think that you know someone based right. on their answers. So I get where he was coming from. You know, he had to put a disclaimer out yeah. there, which I appreciate. But I think it's a fun game. Right, shit. I think it's fun to do. And those of you that answered it, it's fun to kind of look back at your answers and it tell you where you're at. How he, you feeling? He, he must have said, <laughs> he must have said a backed up toilet for the body of water. <laughs> that's why he didn't enjoy the test once he got his results. You know what I'm saying? So that's Damn. this week's wellness <laughs> Raw <segment>. sewage, nigga. <laughs> Oh my god! I hope you guys had a little bit of fun with that. That was so much right, fun. and I'll yeah. keep uh, looking up some more fun ways for us to dig into our brains. So that was a cute one. So proud of my answers, friend. <laughs> Yo, y'all were both on point though, like for real. No wonder so you were funny. looking like that when we were asking about my like... face. I was proud. I was like, good. This is good. I'm sitting here like I don't really know about animals. You thought I was prompting you. I was like, but which one? Uh-huh. Which one do you love? I want to. Be- I don't <laughs> so that's it for this week's wellness segment. Now let's jump into Mr. Music Man. What you got for us this week, Asante? Well, Mr. Music Man, <laughs> I got music for your <laughs> So for the Music Man segment, um, <clears throat> no November. It's K N O W. November will be out Friday. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> no me, no November. Um, no November will be Bow. out on Friday. <laughs> And uh, it is the playlist pledge of this month. It is going to be featuring tracks from NERD, uh, featuring Rihanna. Mm. Um, it is going to be featuring tracks from Yo Gotti's new project. It's going to be featuring tracks from Chris Brown's new project. And I just tweeted today, or yesterday, by the time you listen to this episode, um, people's listens lately, what are you listening to? So feel free to hit me up with what you're listening to. I'm just trying to curate the vibe based on, like, what everybody is listening to along with the shit that I'm the listening to. forecast. Right, right, right. Mm-hmm. So when people are listening to the playlist and they're like, oh, you spot on. I'm just taking a little bit of what everybody's been feeling. Yes, energy and trying to like, music. That, that's what I'm trying to do. Like, I'm trying to catch everyone's vibe and then get us all on the same page somehow. Mm-hmm. Some, like, cool little page. So if you have requested gospel. me on Apple Music. <laughs> ah! Um, that's not gospel. I don't know why I thought Miley Cyrus is a little sound, but I think it's going to be it. Um, <laughs> if you have requested me on Apple Music, I have tried my darndest. I have approved as many people as it lets me approve at a time. If you are approved, sound off. Tweet me and say, I have been approved. And uh, also include your favorite artists that you're listening to right now. 
like at them on the Twitter and then put friends on pod in there. I just want to get engagement <laughs> on, the <Twitter>. up. <laughs> on the Twitter. <laughs> I just want to get I like really when people engage with us and the show and their fans. Of I think course. that it's really dope for it's the fun part. Yeah, I think it's really dope uh for people to know for fans, I think it's really important for artists to know that you're supporting them and I think it's also uh dope to tell them the source of their support. So go ahead and you know put us on so we can put you on some more. And that is pretty much all I have going on in music land. There are a couple of things I'm forgetting, but I'll double back to them as we do listens lately. So you guys go ahead and start off and tell me what have you been listening to lately? Miguel. Mm-hmm. Hey. I love how many of you tagged me because y'all just knew. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> he kills it. Told it's you perfect. so is perfect. Perfect, perfect. That and Skywalker. I'm it perfect. just makes me super ready for this project that's dropping the first week of December. Count down <laughs> to that. Um so I'm happy with that. Who else came out? Um, oh, um, Chris the Fuck Brown. <laughs> oh, yeah. I didn't really connect with this project, to be honest. Well, they called Encyclopedia Britannica or something. <laughs> Heartbreak on a Full Moon. Oh. And it's a lot of tracks, there like 45 tracks. And then he just released a bonus one. 132 tracks, I feel like. Oh, I thought, I was no, like, it's, what? No, it's Is it more? That, right? There's 45. Shit. 45. Um, Who else? I'm looking through the new releases. Um, who else have I been listening to? Oh, still listening to the Without Warning, Twenty One Savage yes. Offset. It's yes. really, really dope. It really is. Obviously, Lemon with Nerd and Rihanna was dope. So dope to hear Rihanna rapping. Um, yeah, Miguel. That's. I guess that's it for me. I'm looking to see, and I don't see anybody else. Well, I've been listening to yeah. um, Sean Ross's new single. The model Sean Ross, he's now doing music. Yeah, Symmetry. Yes. Oh, yeah. I've been banging Symmetry. Um, and it was produced by, guess who? Brooke DeLoe. Oh, Jay yeah. Davey. Yep. Oh, and guess nice. who's singing backgrounds? Who? Lizzo. Oh, yeah. Really? Yep. Damn. It's a family affair on that shit. So dope. I was fortunate enough when I went to LA to shoot Insecure. Me and um, Sean went out that night. We hung out, but I actually heard the song. He sent it to me, and I was actually fortunate enough to go to the studio with him. It is a while very, he was recording. very good song. So I'm that glad the secret dope. is out. I'm right. so happy for him, and he has such a beautiful voice. It's just dope. So I've been listening to that. I love um, Lil Uzi Vert and Nicki Minaj's remix to The Way Life Goes. I was so happy that that finally fucking happened. I'm hooked. I, I love didn't catch it. That yet. Nicki killed it. Um, I've also been listening to this guy named Black Bear. Oh um, yeah, yeah. It's a. It's, the album is called Digital Drug Lord, and the song that caught my attention is called Do Re Me. Um, mm. One of my friends in Detroit was doing a live stream and they were playing and I was like, what is that? So I Googled the lyrics with a quickness and that's how I discovered it. But it bangs. I love that song. Um, also, I've been on an old school Tony Braxton kick. So I've been listening to her self-titled, the first album. Nice. I went back and played that and sidebar of note. Vincent Herbert is all through the production credits on that album, the yeah. mixing credits, all all through that first oh, album. So they go way back. Yeah. Wow. Um, he produced either How Many Ways, I think it was How Many Ways, that Vincent Herbert produced. So it's just weird when you see, when you find out details like that. Right. But I've been listening to that. Ashanti has a new single with Ty Dolla Sign called Say Less. I just, the cover's cute. <laughs> the cover is cute. Ty she Dolla looks very cute. Ashanti, cover art. like, she looks like, gorgeous. Yeah, she's been going in at the gym. You can tell she's taking care of herself. That's it for me. I want to shout out Claude Kelly and Lewis York. Of course. They have a song called What Does Christmas Mean? If you go to Claude Kelly's Twitter, which is Claude Kelly, Mm -hmm. 
he has it pinned and it's with the Shandellas, these three beautiful women that yes. are giving you an old school kind of Motown vibe. And then uh, him and his partner, Chuck Harmony, Shout and the Shandellas came together to create this really, really awesome Christmassy vibe. And listen to this a little clip. So, and he wrote that. Chuck Harmony produced it. He is an amazing, amazing talent. You guys know that that's been my bestie for years. Yes. So I'm so proud to see him trying to jump on the Mariah Carey <laughs> <laughs> Christmas wave. Because I'm okay. like, when do black artists come out with dope ass, like, uh, Actual Christmas song, not just covers, original. but original oh, Christmas music. I was gonna music. say Destiny's Child. <laughs> Doesn't it feel like Christmas? <laughs> that's but the that, thing. We always do covers, which right. is still dope as hell. But and it's that cool that he wrote something new. Felt right, like Christmas. When you hear that song, if you feel it. So for Claude and Chuck and the Shindellas to be able to capture that. In sound after so many Christmas songs, and right? So many, so it's many, hard to yeah, really interpretations tap into of that, that thing. Exactly. So Talent. I'm so proud of them. They really captured the essence of Christmas For with real. the soul twist to it, which is so awesome. And then they're five beautiful black people. So please support them. Please go to Claude's Twitter and retweet, retweet, retweet. Yes. Tell them we sent you. Yes. Let's try to get that song shared as much as possible and help people seen. get in the Christmas spirit with my friend's twist on it. Yes. So shout out to you. What about you, Asante? Well, um, I said last week or the week before, I was listening to a lot of NERD. And yeah, then, you know, they as me too. You got me back on my wave with them. I was the at first... home sooner or later. <laughs> But you know what? Seeing Sounds was a really dope album, but the album before that, Fly or Die, was also super dope. And the album before that was also super dope. In Search Of, because that was the one that I specifically want to talk about. That was the one that had Lap Dance with uh, Vita on there. Yeah. Oh, oh, baby, you want me? Like, well, you can get this Lap Dance here for free. Yes, because that's when they was really Ooh. out there fucking shit up. In Search Where's Of. Where Where is Vita? Vita was out there looking at like, that up. shit. Vita. Okay. Vita. But, um, that was the jam. Vita had some shit. Yes. For real. Wasn't she in Belly? Yes. As his girlfriend? Vita was She was, was in... playing like a 15-year-old. Vita. <laughs> Remember that? With she the reminded lollipop. me of my cousin Kamada. Shout out to Kamada. <laughs> Kamada. That's a dope yeah, ass That's Kamada. That's my cousin. She's going to beat this girl ass in high school She sound like it. Yeah, that's another story for another time. <laughs> also, shout out to India Sean. It is the <gasps> five year anniversary of Origin. Oh, oh my God, so it's been that long. If you haven't listened to the uh, project Origin, it is on iTunes. Um, it, there's seven tracks of pure amazingness listed here. Ooh. So definitely go listen to that and bug India Sean about, you know, dropping that new music. You know, she sent me a little something. And, I, okay, I have a really fucked up confession to make. And what? If, and if you tweet India, tell her this is why and text her back. You know, India sent me a song and we were supposed to listen to it. She mm-hmm. told me to play it for y'all and I forgot. But I listened to the song and I couldn't figure out how to save it to my Dropbox. And you lost and I forgot, it? No, oh. I, I forgot to text her back because, you know, she's still waiting. She's, I think she thinks <gasps> I hate the song. But I'm too ashamed to tell her, like, 
no, bitch, I need the song. <laughs> so, and I could she already down knows with all that, job. though. No, she might think that I don't like it because I didn't text her back. Oh, true. But I really just want to You know we'd be sensitive about our shit. I know, and I know <laughs> that she would be, but that's why I needed to steal the song because she always sensitive and deleting her shit and I'd be having to save it. I still have so much India Gold in the vault. Me too. But I'm not going to uh, put her out there like that. <laughs> but uh, again, it's the five-year anniversary of Origin, so go check out that project and also go check out some of her other ones, uh, such as Outer Limits with uh, her and James Fauntleroy. And that is it really here over in the Music Man segment. Um, Oh, I didn't go through all the other shit that I was listening to. But you'll figure out all the stuff that I was listening to when you listen to the Playlist Pledge coming out on Friday. Oh, wait. Before you go, I have to shout out Desi Page. Oh, yes. She won the Spotify Secret Genius Award. Yes. How cool Which is is huge. And I was watching. I was living vicariously through her and India Sean. They were at the Spotify event, obviously. And it was amazing because Party Next Door performed. Who else? It was like a lot of really big artists. And then James Fauntleroy, he's actually who nominated Desi Page. So I was talking to him about it. I was like, dude, thank you for nominating her because she really is incredible. She's amazing. I hate that like the whole world doesn't know who she is. So the fact that that was given to her and she won the award and was like honored and presented in front of all these other big artists. I'm praying that this is like her big, big break. She deserves like if y'all don't know Desi Page is D-E-Z-I-P-A-I-G-E. She doesn't have very many songs on Spotify. I think she only has like one armadillo. But if you look for her on SoundCloud, SoundCloud. You'll see all. She has a project called Tall Tales that is literally flawless from beginning to end. You're taking every word out of my... The only way out is through, friend. Okay. (laughs) Don't even start. Now, you know I I listen to Desi Page, too. Right. She's amazing. Her and India are like my soul sisters. So I'm proud to see them pursuing this at full force. Absolutely. And now they're both together in LA, Absolutely. so it's about to be wild. And Jasmine, shout out to India's fine and sister Jasmine too. Yeah. India, she fine. So thanks for that, man. I love that James Fauntleroy pushed for her to have that. So that's amazing. So that was my my final one. Well, that is it. Um I have some really good icebreakers coming up, but we will save those for some other shows. Outside of that, I guess it's time. Oh, this is a perfect segue for the uh, TV Land segment because I also forgot to tell y'all that Mariah Lynn dropped a new track. I thought you say Mariah Carey. No, no. Is Mariah Carey still singing? How's she dropping new music? Oh, she no, was nominated kidding. for the Hall of Fame for songwriter, the Songwriters Hall of Fame, which I'm Rightfully like, so the fact that she's not it. on yeah. it is wild to me. I was going to say, that seems like something How many overdue. singers have written all of their hits? What the hell? Very strange, but she better win that because she deserves. She deserves it. Yeah. Okay, I was joking when I was talking about Mariah Lynn, so never mind because I looked her up on iTunes and there's a whole project here called The Blonde Bomber. So never mind. We're gonna come back to that a different day. I'm gonna listen to it. Okay. So let's go on over to the TV land. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, this was a big, big week for television. <laughs> You know Barry was you know Barry? Yes, from Barry's Podcast, Podcast and Color. And Color. She was stressed. Raspberry. Raspberry. Blueberry. <laughs> Don't start. Scrawberry. <laughs> Boys and Barry. Boys and She was tweeting that she had anxiety because she feels like you get rushed. And I was like, Why does she feel that? I literally hit her and was like, Why do you feel that? Dustin gets rushed. You, I told her it's sometimes you don't be feeling the storylines. You don't care to talk about By it. By the way, and also, because, you know, D, she had to, uh, Miss D, my mama, she had to give you the high five. But she also gave you the high five. And this is a, a moment of empowerment for you. She said, 
Talk about, keep talking about uh, Queen Sugar. I will. Because, oh. she, you know, my mom, we always talk about shows. She's like, you ain't caught up. So tell him he could do that so we could have that to talk about. <laughs> so she feel like she's talking to you about it when you're talking. So talk Shout about it. Shout out to her. Asante's mama with her <laughs> sweet self. She's just, she's the best. Um, but this week, okay, we need to go over to Bravo. Oh, yes. Because that's where the action was this week. Let's start off with the season 10 premiere of The Real Housewives of Atlanta. NeNe Leakes is back. I feel like we can just go cast Leakes, member by Nene cast Leakes. member and just do it that way. <laughs> NeNe is back. And shout out to Young Thug. <laughs> NeNe is back. and um, He's on it? Well, that was his ad lib that <laughs> Asante just reinterpreted. Leakes, he yes. did that in a song. Well, I, he's like, I don't know what he's actually saying, but it sounds like he's going leaks, nee, nee, leaks. Oh. And I'm like, like what? literally, it sounds like. <laughs> like that. I played it back a million times. Never mind. Go ahead. <laughs> so, um, leaks, leaks, Nene leaks is back, <laughs> and um, she was absent for season nine. Seeing her on camera again is very wonderful. Okay, I missed Nene on the Real Housewives of Atlanta. Let's be clear, she built that city. Okay, so I love her and this show is home for her. That being said, I need Nene to go back to the Nene that I loved, which there was some some. It was just more authentic. Now Nene is kind of putting on for the cameras and hamming up and she's saying things and phrases that don't make sense. And she's saying them at random times and she'll be doing a confessional and she'll just start shaking her breasts and going, yes, out the blue. And it doesn't even go with like <laughs> what they were talking about. And it's I know the, that Nene... It's Nini, the gif- of I know society. that she feels like she needs to be magnetic on camera, right. but that ain't how. Mm-hmm. Because that's not what we ever liked about her. Right? Mm-hmm. We like Nene being Nene. So I'll leave that there. We haven't seen anybody else in our household yet. We haven't really been in her home yet. And I know she has this big, new, beautiful home that we'll see later when they have the infamous white party where Kim's low-down-ass daughter says she saw that roach on the floor. So, what? Yes. So we also saw roach Kenya Moore. Toaster. Right. <laughs> Sidebar, Nene's story. It was so good to see Nene on camera with Sheree and see Nene just interacting with these <laughs> girls again. It was just good. It was and so, good. And also seeing her and Candy be at peace with each other, yes. that's so refreshing for those of us who always liked them both yes. but felt like we had to pick a side, pick a side. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been great. The, we actually can go to Candy next. It opened up with Candy, and we saw that the line for the OLG restaurant was all the way down the block, and it was very it lively. Was Candy had a conversation with Todd about trying to find balance in being a new mom because her son is in, he's not even two, I think. Right, I forgot she had and a new baby. And he's the cutest baby in the world. Oh. Um, but she was talking about finding balance with that. You know she started her group again, which we'll get to that later. Um, and then also her business ventures. You know how important her brand is to her. So Candy, that we got to look at. We just, it was an opportunity to see Candy doing well after such a rough season nine for her. Mm-hmm. So it was almost like her being vindicated. And she even referred to herself as the people's champ, which kind of got on my nerves. But I think that was more so her posture when she said it because she just looked uncomfortable. The dress was too tight up top. And then her hair was like right back to the back. And it looked like somebody was literally pulling her hair at the back and like holding her head to the back when she was in that <laughs> confessional. But it was good to see Candy doing good because they really gave her hell. Right. <laughs> Literally. No, you got to stand back there. Carmen. <laughs> you got to wait right you there. You sound more like Mama Joyce. So, <laughs> um, uh, so that was great to see. Portia was on the show as well. 
she filmed the scene in her house when she did. She said that they were recording her podcast. It didn't look like they were to me. I mean, podcasting, I just understand it a little bit more than to believe what I saw on that show. Oh, gosh. Um, and oh, gosh. it actually kind of pissed me off because it felt like she was just, oh, I'm just going to do a podcast and, right. you know, whatever. And this is something that we literally do and we put a lot of work into this. Mm-hmm. So it was really disrespectful. I thought, you don't see me trying to hold a peach. Put the mic down, okay? We let you play on this nation and shit and you look cute and you opine about, you know, little celebrity gossip shit, but that's all we need from you. A podcast, we don't we don't need her giving that kind. There's a space for Portia in podcasting and someone that we know even put the hand on her. And even with that help, she just <laughs> what did she do with the stuff? She moved her right on along. You see what I'm saying? She walked up with all you the can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can't, you can lead that horse to water, but we can't make her take a sip. And yesterday we saw her sipping, so I just didn't enjoy that. Her sister Lauren, there's something cold and prickly about her. Remember when you were in elementary school and you had the warm fuzzies and the cold pricklies? Mm-hmm. Lauren's a cold prickly, and I'm tired of her being there all the time just because don't nobody else want to hang out with Portia and her lies. She deserved to be disciplined for what she did to Candy, just like <laughs> Nene said. Sheree go with a nigga in prison. So that's her storyline this season. And I know, just like everybody else that knows Sheree, she's embarrassed that we know that about her boyfriend. She oh, didn't she want us be. to know she was dating some man in jail because it makes her look bad. Not that didn't it's a bad choice. did she rekindle with her ex-husband or something? Bob. For the cameras last season. Oh, that was you. never a real connection. Right. Oh, it was great to watch because Bob was interesting cute. on camera until he started doing crazy stuff. Right. But that was just for the cameras. Sheree go with a nigga named Tyrone who, fun fact... Back in season four in the infamous argument when Nene said they're done and she said she made the reference about the Trump check, mm-hmm. the promoter that Sheree called in that scene, that's Tyrone, the guy that's in jail that she's dating now. <laughs> that's the same person. Fun fact for those who watch the show. Um, Kenya Moore is married. I still remember that restaurant that they were arguing in in mm-hmm. Atlantic Station. Was it the grape? Never mind. Do you remember Atlantic Station? <laughs> of course I do. Never mind. Go ahead. I'm when sorry. When she chased her out the restaurant. <laughs> Anyway, because they own better terms. So that reference that Candy made to Nene running out the restaurant, which was really funny, on the reunion a couple years ago, that was hilarious because that was the scene she referenced. What did you think about Sheree's comments about Nene's store? Well, well, Sheree did what we know Sheree to do. It's always been a competitive energy from her, and she's never been anyone's true friend. She's been a friend of convenience, and they've just known each other for a long time. So for her to be literally sitting in Nene's boutique, and then they all say little playful digs back and forth in their in their confessionals, but Sheree always kind of goes there and makes it be more of a reference to, like, your character or your abilities or your inabilities to do things at a certain level. It's mean-spirited. So you're sitting there telling her that your story was better, but you don't even have it no more. And you didn't even have it when we were introduced to you in season one. She didn't. So why are you bringing it up That's now? That's why I thought it was so weird that she even made note of it. I was like, right. Oh, <laughs> she had last season. Now, just last season, Sheree was on the front porch with a folding picnic table. Sweeping. And what? snacks from the grocery store in that plastic thing that sits down in the black thing. You push it down, you know, like maybe pound cakes and shit in there. Mm-hmm. That's what the cookies and shit was in there for that she was setting out a spread to welcome them to. Meanwhile, in that same scene, we flash over to Kenya to Moore Manor, which was finished at the time. And she has the most beautiful (laughs) spread, all these great kitchen utensils. Everything's laid out gorgeously. But Sheree want to act like she better than somebody and talk shit about Nene's story. She's sitting in there. 
it's cool, Sheree, because we know that's who you are and that's how you get down. But that's why I don't feel no sorrow for Nene saying that that wig was wrong that Sheree had on. Sheree had on a wig that literally looked like it was on. It literally looked like like you flipped a switch and the wig came on. <laughs> what? You remember those glowworm dials where you rub the um. <laughs> You rub it at night and like the cheeks light up. That's what it looked like Sheree's wig did. It literally looked like it had electrical currents running through it. Why she thought that was a good idea, I don't know. But Sheree's always made bad decisions. Her hair was connected to a Bluetooth app on her The bone. hip bone was connected to the hair bone. I don't know what her hair was. I don't know. It looked like her hair. It looked like she picked her hair with an app you took in the me app back. store. You That's took me back with like. that table, though. The stuff that was laid out on that table outside. You remember like that? Like Masika's makeup was laid out. At they were sweating. Like it was just yeah. All chilling. in black drape. <laughs> it wasn't even it nothing even on the, the table. Drape. There was nothing the on the, the table. Just the way the snacks was thrown on. It was like she took the plastic bag and dumped it out. I was like, all right, let me get back to cleaning. Like, it was really awful. And that's the point. But she does that, right, because she can't do anything different because Sheree has enough pride for us to know that if she could, she would. So she couldn't. But you have the audacity to sit up and talk about somebody. Okay, Sheree. Like I said, this has always been you, but whatever. Kenya Moore has gotten married. To Bay. And in true Kenya Moore fashion, she's being very strategic with the release of any information connected to her wedding. Isn't that a good thing? I think it's a good thing, but I don't think it's said well with Bravo producers. And so there's scuttlebutt and rumors that she's in very, very hot water with Bravo about Mm. eloping and not telling them about it. And then her husband not being less than willing to participate in the show. So although it could have been played strategically, I think she may have taken a little bit more than she could chew. But one thing about it, Kenya Moore is a great housewife of Atlanta. Love her or hate her, she brings constant... I don't even... It just... Kenya twirls, (laughs) whirls, hurls sometimes. Like, just everything. She's kept our interest. We're a little doggy. duration. Yeah, which I'm sick. I'm sick of them damn dogs. And I love dogs, but I'm sick of Kenya's dogs. Why? They move too much. You know how some dogs... Eventually, most dogs sit the fuck down. Mm. Kenya's dogs, I've never seen them be still. Never. They're always moving and fluttering all the time. And it's not a, a fluid movement. They're always fluttering. It's, it's, it's just it's too much. Them dogs need to sit down. So, But, yeah, that was good. Let me think. Who else is a housewife on the show that we did not talk about? Nene, Sheree, Portia. Did you say Cynthia? Kenya, Cynthia, my love. First of all, Cynthia is living her best life. Cynthia don't give a damn about nothing but just having good days at this point in her life. Amen. And that's why her disposition is that way in those group scenes. She just want to be happy for Kenya. She don't care about the drama. She just want to laugh with Nene. She don't care about the drama. Right. She just want to have different looks in the confessional. She don't <laughs> care about the drama. She just wants to enjoy Lake Bailey, her beautiful lake home. I have a lake, yo. Oh, my God. Her home is beautiful. like gorgeous. Mm, it's her place of peace. She don't bother nobody and she don't want nobody bothering her. I'm so so excited to see her date and just enjoy this new chapter in her life. You know she's Is 50 years old. Is that the storyline? It's mm-hmm. like the post-divorce life. Yeah. Interesting. She looks beautiful. So it's just so good to see her. I'm really excited to see Marlo Hampton come back. I'm really I'm excited, excited to see her. how Eva Marcel gels with the group. Um, Wait, what? Mm-hmm. She's, she's the She's it. a new friend of the show. Yep. Mm, wow, okay. Yeah, and apparently she really makes her name known. So I mean, they, uh, I remember her on top. What top model? She was a character. She so was. I on the she still got it. <laughs> so let's so see. She won. Okay. The next hour of programming we got was Escape Still Kicking It. Now, That's right. This 
first of all, shout out to Bravo and shout out to Mona Sky Young because the editing on this show makes the experience of seeing Candy on TV again completely different than what you see from Candy on Real Housewives. I love the way that the show is segmented and formatted. They're talk you you meet them where they are today, reunited after being estranged for years. And as they're they're telling the story of what's going on in their day to day rehearsals and their attempts at, you know, taking on shows or whatever, they offer context. Like when they have a disagreement, they say, see, back in the day, and then they have these flashback sequences where they go back and give you the history and you see old pictures and they tie it together so you really follow this story. This is on Bravo? It's on Bravo. Mm-hmm. It's such a good show to watch. I love everything about it. And I'm so excited to see the rest of it. I've fallen in love with those girls all over again. And they just got the day, the um, November the 6th was determined, uh, the escape day in the city of Atlanta. And the Scott sisters hey. don't. Yeah. They just had a whole thing at City Hall or with the city council, whatever. I don't know. Come on, America. But it was see, official. Ray, that's what you're doing down there. And <laughs> I don't think the Scott sisters deserved it. If ain't nobody else going to say it, I will. Ooh, they ain't did nothing in years. Oh, Andy I mean, and Tiny been working their asses off, true. staying afloat, making hellified strides. And I believe <laughs> that all of this visibility that they're experiencing is is on the basis and the merit of Candy and Tiny's hard work for years and being visible and having interesting lives. Yes. And here come the Scott sisters in wigs and Newports walking up to the oh, back of the line. You know what I'm saying? Just <laughs> being happy to be there. Newports, right. Like they, uh, Kim's on right. <laughs> here they come. And uh, Tamika Scott looking like a sexy Maxine Shaw. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Latasha's cheeks all in the way, the taking the lead. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> you like that one <laughs> so yeah so that was good I'm really excited to see the show unfold um, shout out to is Shekinah is that no. no not yet not but yet. you know Hulu does have Real Housewives series okay. and franchises so it may appear at some point right now friend um, you know if you want to watch you can come up we can burn the incense have tea I'm just letting yeah. you know I definitely want to see this you, game it's, it's, it's really so good. good it is really good because I love them that's my childhood I'm curious to know what happened. They're if they're so going to actually go into the they, real right, bag. They're, they're, they're getting yes. a therapist and okay, everything. Okay, yeah. Then I have to watch. They've already... Candy has already said that the group broke up because Latasha wanted to go solo. And Latasha has already said it was because Candy wanted to go solo. Now, those of us who have kept up with the story... Which the truth. Latasha wanted to go solo. And it, everybody knows it. Latasha was the voice back in the day I was going to say, but she was the best singer. She, was, she had the biggest the voice. The strongest voice. Yep. And she really thought she had something. And she had a couple solo songs that I liked. But, you know, I never really saw it for Latasha as, like, a solo star. She didn't have that star quality. Candy did. Yeah. And Ca- yes. When you're out Candy was, like, the sexy, prettier one. She was the one who, she her voice was deep and weird. Just kidding. Yeah. That's why Candy's just missing it. Because that was, when I think of Candy, I think of that song. Yes. I feel like she Every had the biggest She sang, she used to and sing then, lead a lot. So, I don't remember the words. But the show is good. I'm I'm girl. Girl. This is what I tell them. Hey. I tell them to take off your shoes and and she has such an interesting tone. Yes, she does. And I don't mean loke. Okay. <laughs> um, also, married 
to fucking medicine is back. Dun, dun, Here's where we're going to spend just a little... I saw Crystal tweeting about it. I don't know. Crystal watched it, too. What? Man, medicine is the, is the show. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, it is like... Are all these come on the same night? Well, no. All oh. the premieres came on the same night, but Married to Medicine is actually going to come on on Friday night. So you get two episodes this week. Right. <laughs> That's why I, I was like, yes. Remember we were Saudi last oh, season damn, when they moved to Friday night? Yes. But didn't it seem like the new episode came around quicker when yes. it was on Friday? So I was all right with it. Yes. I wanted them to get out. more visibility. Because that's a bad time slot, right? Yeah. I think they were trying to switch them because they were giving, they were trying to feed us that new, that other Married to Medicine. And we was like, we don't want this shit. Oh, <laughs> yeah. We got that though out of here real quick. <laughs> real quick. Married to, Mar- Med- Married to Medicine Houston? Was I can't tell you one name. <laughs> no, none. <laughs> Not one. But the original Married to Medicine is back. Um, we have the return of the Fab Five, which is Dr. Heavenly, Dr. Simone, Dr. Jackie, Toya Bush-Harris, and Quad the Fuck Webb Lunsford, my personal favorite. Hit it, Asante. Miss Quad, Miss Quad. She got it. She got it. Okay. What is that? A song that from season one. And the, the, <laughs> they don't have taglines. Or do they? Uh-huh. You know, if Married to Medicine had taglines, it would be over because you could only Well, they kind of do. Right, well, they, they don't have time taglines. They just have a theme song. Right. That's you, cute. If you imagine yeah. Quad serving it up for her tagline. What? We're going to have to double back to that. <laughs> Quad. Get into it. A far face purse, honey. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Anyway, I saw a back. clip Fresh Alina posted, uh, but I don't know anyone's names, so uh, I don't know. We'll but you. I saw one lady saying something like, well, of course you have to be his everything when all Toya. your things oh, come Jackie. from him or something like that. Oh, when they was talking about Toya. Oh, it was Ooh. Jackie. It was a conversation they were having. For those who follow the show, last season, Dr. Jackie's, well, actually in between the seasons while the show was filming, Dr. Jackie's husband, Curtis, cheated on her. Mm. And they had already had some kind of so troubles in that marriage. I know. Fuck Curtis. Fuck we're going to get him. You want to do it now? Let's go do okay. it now. First of all, Jack, Dr. Jackie, first of all, Let's be clear. You got to be a low-down, really trifling person to hurt a woman like Dr. Jackie. We all know that Dr. Jackie has experienced some things that are less than pleasurable. She's a breast cancer survivor. Um, So there's all sorts of things that were related to her treatment with that that affect everything about her life, right? Mm -hmm. We all know that Dr. Jackie doesn't have any biological children because of her health issues. There were things in place. So to me... As her husband, when you've watched her and you've experienced these hardships, you should try to make her life a little easier, right? Right. Not say that she works too much. You don't work enough. You was a basketball coach. You ain't working no more. You weren't even that popular. You didn't make a lot of money. Dr. Jackie is a physician, and she's on television bringing light to the world. And people respect her. She's worked tirelessly to keep her reputation intact and to have some sort of honor and dignity on television, on reality television. And she's done it successfully. You sullied all that with this behavior you did that and I believe that he's always been jealous of her he's always come across as a type of insecure man who would make a woman's life harder just because he don't feel good about himself and he has to watch her be successful and have these strides what she wanted, he do? He was a basketball coach he oh, don't right. do nothing but collect spend our money buying classic cars and being with some woman who looked like uh, oh, she looked like she was at a casino. Like the kind of hole to be at the casino smoking <laughs> cigarette after hell? cigarette and just... What does you know, that look like? Going to see like the 
old revival tours for people <laughs> like fucking um, the Four Tops when everybody's dead but ain't but one of them left. Four Tops and two top half. I don't know. But not even the originals, but she looked like the type of woman that would go to that shit. Bus trips to the casino type shit. You know what I'm saying? That's who you gonna lay up with on Dr. <laughs> Jackie? Davis stable. Right. <laughs> oh! We got yeah. Fran on the board. No, no, sorry. She's on the board. She's been on the board since last week, actually. I'll say that because I went on one of those trips, so I can... <laughs> right. So, you know, you get the reference. Visual. That's right. <laughs> but that's who you're going to cheat on Dr. Jackie with? Yeah. No, we're not. <laughs> yeah. That's just, who he cheated on her I with. also think that it is super fucked up, right? Like, I don't know nothing about their marriage outside of what I see on TV, but just if you want children, like... And you see that you are with a doctor and she ain't giving you that at the time. Go teach. Go mentor. You know, work with kids to feed How about he got kids? Stay woke. He got a daughter that Dr. Jackie has a relationship with. His stepdaughter. Her stepdaughter. He got kids. She doesn't have any. I just think that it's fucked up that we always have to say, and not we, you know, but like society, it always comes down to this men and women thing. And it's like we having this conversation literally because she's a woman. Right. Like, no one's telling, like, saying, Curtis should be, she should have did this, he should have did that. They're saying, well, you know, as a woman, she should be out there taking care of her, man. She should right. be doing that. She's literally saving lives. Like, she's out here trying to make sure everybody's good. And pay their bills. And, like, when I see the way Jack, Jackie handles her patients, like her bedside manner, that's what encourages me to watch because yeah. it makes me think, damn, there are black people out here doing it. Like, we always complain, like, oh, black people always want to hand out or want to half-ass some shit. But then you see people like Jackie and Simone that are, like, really on TV doing it, giving themselves and, like, really trying to be the best at shit that it is that they're, they're doing. Even Simone having the two houses for her kids. Like, you know, one house is closer to where they're going to school. The other house is closer to where they're working. So it's like this compromise between, you know, where they're going to be at, well, uh, where the parents work. You know, it's just... They want to put their kids in better schools, too. So just the fact that you can be a black person and do that is just yeah, amazing to like, me. What? So I just think it sucks that Curtis would even think when he's around these people. Like, he's around Jackie, or he's around Simone and her husband. He's around Quad and her husband. So the fact that Curtis wouldn't even like, go in his circle and try to, like, get some sort of help or mentorship or, like, ear or whatever it is that he needed to get him back on track, I think that's fucked up. He would do that shit to Jackie. I knew last season when he didn't show up for the group trip, he humiliated. Think about it. You filming a reality show called, literally called, Married to Medicine. Okay? You're going to make her go on the group. You know how every season they have a cash trip somewhere, mm -hmm. you know. So they can fight. Yeah. So this time, they uh, <laughs> they went to, was it Hawaii? Mm -hmm. Yes, for Simone and Cecil's vowel renewal. Yep. And 20-year anniversary. He didn't show up at the airport when it was time to go because they had an argument. So she filmed the whole trip. You know what I'm saying? By her damn self on a couple's retreat damn, where awkward. events and experiences were organized for From that. Both, yeah. Like therapy sessions, couples therapy mm. sessions. And she's sitting up there by herself, embarrassed. He did that to her. I knew then that, like, I don't know. He just it wasn't sounds right. sounds childish. Very childish. Not attractive at all. He looks like a duck bill in the face. <laughs> Tall, no <laughs> eyebrows. He don't have no facial hair, no eyebrows. He might have a little mustache. Does fuck he have you, a mustache? Curtis, with your miserable yeah, fuck ass. Curtis. <laughs> fuck Curtis is a horrible person. And Jackie, we love How you. How can he do that to Dr. Jackie? Dr. Jackie don't bother no Is she staying with him? Well, we're finding that out as the season goes on. We're mm -hmm. going to see what happens. I don't think that she will 
But we'll see what happens. And if she does, I'm going to not give her a hard time about that because that's her marriage, not mine. Right. I ain't got shit to do with that. She deserves someone that's going to appreciate her. He so. deserves to be left. But if she stays, that's her business. She has reasons, you know, yeah. whatever. But I can't believe he would do Dr. Jackie like that. I cannot believe it. Quiet had entertained me um, walking into Dr. G's office the way that she did <laughs> with those little Dr. G. <laughs> that was hilarious. Um, Always great musical. Moments. Simone, <laughs> Simone's kids are funny. Her sons yes, are yeah. funny. Her and Cecil's hey, banter back and forth. Off. Yes, Simone. I, I'm gonna tell you, there was a moment. There was another one of those moments on this episode. And shout out to Kid Fury. I hope you're listening to this because I'm gonna text it to you later anyway. When they were eating at the table, mm-hmm. remember the dog tried to come up and get on the table <laughs> at the same time. Simone and her oldest son, was, I think the dog's name is Sammy or something like that. And at the same time, they like, oh, Sammy, get down. Get down. At the same time, they both reacted the same way. It is hilarious. And it's one of the things... One of the moments that makes watching Married to Medicine, Married to Medicine so special. We yes. so often complain about how all the portrayals of black people, specifically black women on reality te- television, are horrible, are ratchet, quote-unquote, are people not at their best. Well, Married to Medicine still keeps you entertained, and you have those moments of authenticity where it's not pretentious. It's literally a black family eating dinner after the mom and dad have gotten home from work, and they all get mad because the dog is too close to the table and the food. <laughs> it's those relatable moments. Right. You know what I'm saying? And that's why I was so glad to see this show back. Toy is a mess. There's more that I could say. But I don't even need to give an overview. As the weeks go on through the season, it'll tell its true colors, and I can't wait. I used to think it was a good toy and a bad toy. <laughs> now I realize it's a, rich, broke. a broke toy and a rich toy. Yes. What about Big Frida? Oh, you already know. So let's talk about it. I've been binge watching <laughs> Big Frida, Queen of Bounce. What is it? What's the... Hey, Rachel I goes too. off. <laughs> I, too. I, too, have been binge-watching because of Asante. Been so, let's man. talk about it. Big Frida. Hey, we're going to discuss it. The show is good. I'm completely emotionally invested in this show because it's a story. I love Big Frida. I've yes. always known his music, but I just didn't know anything about him right. as a person. And he's amazing. He you literally called it. Asante mom. was like, I think if you watch this show, you would love his personality. I think a lot of people, honestly. So that's why I'm glad it's being talked about today. Yeah, he deserves to be big. big like, big, absolutely. Big, big, big. Absolutely. Wants to help everybody in his circle. And his Has show is good. His, his Super live good. show is so good. Super. See? Even with the choreographer who, at first, I, like, hated him. Mm-hmm. I was like, this guy's so <laughs> fucking annoying. <laughs> But now I Wilberto. like... Wilberto. He'd be having the shades on. It Wilberto. just amazes me. Right, the way, Wilberto. The way Tootie Remember says Tootie it, Scott. Wilberto. <laughs> he annoyed me. He annoyed me. He annoyed me. He annoyed me. The way he was getting rid of people mm-hmm. and bringing in these white girls to throw their asses in a circle. He annoyed me too, but he got that show together. I mean, that's the thing. He did. At the end of the day, the he choreography really cleaned them up. That's who um, uh, Big Deb's son wants to be. Yeah, exactly. He'll never be Wilberto. <laughs> okay, we'll get back to that because that's coming back in January, Growing Up Hip Hop Atlanta. Boom, there but, it is. 
Okay, you so you know I love Flash. I love Flash, and when he, he met his grandmother oh and the my family, God, he's so adorable, and the way he dances with his little shades, he's good. I want him to be a star. What was the song? Low key, he is a star. Him and you know him and Tootie he's talking about favorite. I don't remember shit yeah, or whatever. Can't, <laughs> I can't remember shit. I can't remember. And shit. And then he kept forgetting. Yeah. Before. What about Melvin, the tour manager, friend? I, Melvin has won me over as he the has. show has gone on. You know what he has? The way he took Flash in. I'm trying to tell and you. And gave him money. And the way he says, like, the, you can tell. It's and like, he is funny when they were building the house. Yes, and putting up them walls. Go hard. We got 14, y'all. Come on. You know what I'm saying? And he was I putting his eyes through it. He was Didn't like, I do can nothing. see through this. Didn't do a damn thing. And Tootie caught it. You ain't pick up no hammer, but you picked up that wood. Remember, he was like, <laughs> I'm docking it. I'm a... Uh, Whatever he I'm said. I'm handing out pink yeah, slips. Yeah, pink slips. That's yeah. what it was. He's, he grew on me, but at first I was like, what happened to the other manager? Right. What was What's her name? She's, I can't remember. Renee. Renee. She literally, like, from one season to the next. I didn't see her in season five, I think I think it's season four, even. I was she like. on four? She just went away now. Season one, I had trust issues with Renee. Trust issues. Because I felt like she was more trying to position herself as a man. She was more trying to transition from artist to manager. Yeah. Because remember, she was in a, I guess she was in like a new, one of the last in Vogue's or some shit. I don't know. What? Yeah, no, whatever. That. So that's why she wanted, it's like managing him now or what. I don't know. But I didn't really trust her. And then as time, but again, like Melvin, as time went on, she was just still there, you know. Where I lost trust with her was when she decided to bring her sister on to, to the br- Brazil, to Brazil trip, but yeah. didn't bring his DJ. And fucked up. Who does a tr- a tour with a, without a DJ when the DJ is the most vital part of the show? Literally, especially a bounce music artist. Because Frida's not a press a button and play right. artists there's so many changes to the beat and yeah. you know so i don't know that to me was like a red flag it sure was and then even the way she tried to get the hairstylist who's still there to this day might i add right. up out of there remember mm-hmm. and the hairstylist went off like i can't is it tarette tonight tonight tarray something i don't remember starts with the t but my favorite is tootie the dancer tootie i love tootie and even steph the other one steph steph but see, the difference between Tootie and Steph is what I love most about Tootie. And Tootie goes hard. And Tootie is a girl who is living her life unafraid to, to take on new experiences, go in new spaces, and just give things a try. Yeah. I feel like she shows up when it's time to have conversations with people that are not like her. I love the way that she started that whole going to mentor those young girls yeah, and help talk the about girl that. With the modeling. T- t- um, Tootie does literally the best with everything that she has. I love her relationship with her grandmother. And I just love the fact that when Wilberto brought those new dancers <laughs> in and he challenged Tootie and Steph to actually understand choreography and blocking and what a stage show consists of and dancing on a more technical on a technical level period they literally didn't know anything but shaking their ass right and they he taught them that and it was such a process and Steph just didn't make it she had other things that were priority for her you know I don't feel like she was lazy but I don't feel like she was willing and I thought that part was so telling especially for us even as creatives Mm -hmm. and just people there's always the people that get like annoyed that you won't bring them on for the ride because they've been with you but it's like you gotta do the work you're not doing the work I can't just like when he told her I can't bring you to LA and she was you saw when he walked away she was kind of like oh well she had an attitude about it and she seemed genuinely mad about it I'm like 
how could you be mad though? What was he supposed to do if you gen- if you don't want to grow with the choreography? But Tootie, yeah, did. she did great, and I love that she didn't let any of those girls intimidate her, and it wasn't Tam, in a I'm gonna show you way. Yeah. She just literally stayed in her spot. <laughs> I love and that show. I really do. I'm hooked. I want to see them oh, all be so successful. Oh, when the mom successful. died. Like, I was trying not to talk about Damn. Ms. Vera. I, how like, could you not? Damn. hurt my feelings for real. Yo, like. Their relationship, Vera loves all of her children, and her and Frida had a special relationship. And to hear Big Frida, someone who is so different from what most people consider to be normal, say that his mom, you know, even in high school, would tell him, no, you're going to wear what you feel like I you want to wear. And as long as you and get being your... protective and she that was, was just uh, she was special yeah. and she really loved Frida and so that for me I just that was yeah really it was hard rough watch. watching her deteriorate too as the seasons were passing and she was getting like weaker and skinnier I was like oh my god Ugh. I'm just hooked on this show this I'm story too. I'm totally invested I hope that they keep giving it seasons yes it deserves it and so it big Frida big Frida's big yeah big Frida be doing shows like touring like. Multiple times a year, probably. Okay. Because I always randomly... I'm like, I need her to be like, big, well, big, the, big, this big. Month, Not as big as she... Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say, not as big as I feel like she should be, because she's been co-signed and worked with plenty of people to where people should be supporting her hard. But whenever she has shows at like Irving Plaza, I think, or Gramercy, I've seen her perform at. Sold out. Sold out. I have out. to catch a show. The month of October, Frida was on tour with LCD Sound System. I they did, did see a tour. That. I thought, and how dope is that? You I know did what I mean? See the flyer for like, that. so I follow Big Frida on Twitter now. Yeah. <laughs> follow Frida on Instagram. There'll be some posts on there. Oh, yeah, cute. I need to follow Tootie. <laughs> I'm obsessed. I love Tootie. Let's follow Tootie and Flash. I, say, I think Flash probably got a bomb ass Instagram. I I'm sure you probably be posting dance videos and shit. Remember when they went in that <laughs> dispensary? Oh my god! And like Tootie was like, "Oh my god!" Like, no, no. Can I tell you what killed me in that dispensary scene? Uh-huh. I don't know his name. He's one of the other male dancers. He mm-hmm. didn't have like a big part in the show, mm-hmm. but he was like, I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> but I got to go away. He Yo, was me. when I tell you, I he screamed. <laughs> it's just so good seeing them travel the world and have all these experiences. That when they are went so Berlin far. trying to yes. take the class. So oh my god, like cute. All it's of a cute that. show. It's so Show's good. Dope. So I'm hooked on Big Freedom. Me too. Everybody watch it. I'm watching Everybody it on Hulu right it. now. Yes, me so, too. Yeah. Season five, episode ten right now. Yay. I want to say up. one thing about Scared Famous on VH1 and shout out to the adorable <laughs> oh young lady. Oh, yeah, because Dallas. Dallas got up in it talking about okay. can you please talk about it? I just want to say really briefly, because we've been on the TV for a minute now. And Barry. This is Barry. <laughs> okay. So, Scare Famous is an ensemble cast of made up of a whole bunch of people from a whole bunch of different reality shows. And I've been watching it and trying to come up with a way to talk about it. But today, I just want to talk about what I feel is the most stupid thing in the world. Do you know that they literally called themselves having the members of the show who were from different love and hip-hop franchises? They called themselves having a love and hip-hop alliance now. If you know anything about love e-hip-hop... E-hip-hop. Okay. Ain't no such thing as alliance. People in marriages ain't loyal to each other. People in relationships for years. Children can't even keep people loyal to one another on love and (laughs) hip-hop. So what in the hell would make you think that you're going to go on a show where we all competing and say, all right, y'all, 
we're going to stick together, and here's why. Loyalty, Because right? we was on love and hip-hop. Loyalty. What? Them the first niggas you need to be looking out for. <laughs> you want me to be loyal to Young Jock, right? Who has yeah, baby who mamas. Yeah, who love and hip-hoppers on it? <laughs> Young Jock, Erica fucking Mena, Safari. Enough said. Miss Nikki Baby. Let's just end it right there. I mean, haven't we said enough? And you're talking about a love and hip-hop alliance. An alliance. That was the dumbest thing I had heard in my life. And it was Erica Mena pushing it. And I have such a... It's like I love so many things about her. And then she just... I. So we'll get back to Scared Famous. But let me just say that a love and hip-hop alliance is the dumbest thing that I've ever heard in my life. And you're asking to be thrown off of the show just like Miss Nikki Baby was early. So that's it for TV Land. That's it for TV Land. Now we're going to jump into what you guys want to talk about in the Asking for a Friend segment, which you got for us this week, Asante. Don't forget to email us at thefriendzone at loudspeakersnetwork.com. I've said it. There it is. Here we go, bitches. <laughs> the subject here is the confusion dot dot. It's so real. Hey there, guys and girl. Here's <laughs> my dilemma. Girl. Sorry, I skipped your first paragraph. I'm in love with two men. A black man... I hope you change these names, person. I have not, I'm not changing these for you. A black man, Todd, and a white man, Jake. Okay, I think you did change, change these names. Right, because... <laughs> Jake. Todd and Jake. However, the reason I ever had the opportunity to fall for Jake in the first place is because Todd left to hoop professionally in L.A. So, I met Jake... That's a reason to go with somebody... <laughs> Listen... This is their logic. Go right. Ahead. The reason I ever had the opportunity. <laughs> right, right, right. So I met Jake, and we hit it off so fast and are now three years into this relationship, planning futures, etc. Quick re- rewind. Todd returned about one year into my relationship with Jake. <laughs> Back to the present. Jake and I, again, are in the three-year relationship, but I've always kept Todd as a safe place to talk, invent, and express myself. Oh, now it makes sense. I'm thinking she's in a relationship, or the person is in a relationship with Todd and just decided to just start this whole new relationship and is talking like it's just, that's just what it is. But they're yeah, actually that's in what's a, happening. Well, from what I just gathered, because I want to make sure I'm clear, they're in a relationship with Jake, but Todd is somebody that they've had in a special place. Yes. For like a long time, not a relationship. See, she was like, with Todd because he black, right? But then Todd got, had to leave, so then she. Ended so up they broke up, right? Oh, did so she then, say they broke up? Well, she said that they're. In a, she said she's in a relationship with Todd. I mean, with Jake. So I would assume that. Yeah, Jake and I are three years in, but I've always kept Todd as a safe place to talk and vent and express myself. See? Okay. Okay. Especially when it comes to dealing with racism in America. I always feel like he just gets it, and I don't have to explain. Now with Jake, oh. he's black. <laughs> I mean. Water is wet. I, I mean. can't even believe I'm about to read this. I feel like I already know where we're going, and I know where I'm going. Um, Now with Jake, he listens, and it seems he sometimes, emphasis on sometimes, tries to understand where I'm coming from. However, every time I bring something race-related up in a frustrated manner, he seems exasperated like he doesn't want to hear it. Then he has the nerve to sometimes play devil's advocate while claiming to not agree with what he's defending, particularly about the national anthem protest. I'm getting really frustrated. Yeah. I'm sorry. 
Uh, in other words, he's passive aggressive and he's telling you how he really feels. This then makes me want to talk and be around Todd more. It makes me miss having a black significant other who can totally just understand where I'm coming from. But because of how hurt I was when Todd literally just abandoned me, I don't see us ever having a future. And I feel like I'm holding on to something I shouldn't be and disrespecting my current relationship. Sorry, that was definitely a run-on sentence. It's okay, girl. I read it. I guess my question is, do you think I should give Todd another chance or keep re-explaining my race issues to Jake in hopes one day it finally sinks in? I truly love them both both, and am soups confused. Soups. Signed, Little Miss Confused. Who wants to start? I'll start. <laughs> Leave Jake alone because that sounds exhausting and we're off that. Todd didn't do anything wrong. He got an opportunity to pursue his career. We just talked about this last week. And career should be your priority. You guys aren't married. It doesn't sound like you were together for a long time. I think he just did what he had to do. But you guys kept in touch. So I don't think he abandoned you. Abandoned would mean that he stopped responding to your text. He left a hoop professionally in L.A., girl. He could have got on and then decided he wanted to start flying you out or something. (laughs) But I think the fact that you guys still talk says a lot. You know, most dudes, they're off that quick. Like, once they leave, if they're not interested in you, you won't hear from them again. So clearly it is. Then I'm hitting it. Yeah, so I think you probably just, you know, took that a little more personal than you should have. But give, I'd say give it another try if you guys still have feelings for each other. Is he back? I mean, I don't understand yeah, he, what's he, changed. He, He's he came, back. He came back a year after he left. And then she was already in a relationship. With Jake, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I say give Todd another try. Dustin, what say you? I just feel like these ain't the only black and white men in the world. So, like, Todd <laughs> ain't the last too. black hope, you know what I'm saying, that you got. That's true, you know? too, yeah. It's okay to did that shit and, like, <laughs> still leave Jake and then go to the club and meet you somebody else that you feel more comfortable being right. with. Very true. Jake got to go because I hate to break it to you, Chrisette Michelle, but you ain't finna cure <laughs> racism, you know, no matter how hard you try. <laughs> so I really think that those efforts are futile, and it's time to let that go like my sister, hey, friend, hey, said. <laughs> and you need to go ahead and move on from time. I I agree. There is nothing egregious that was done, yeah. you know, that that would prevent you from, you know, connecting with Ty further. But he also ain't the only black guy in the world. Right. So, like, what's if wrong you're hurt going by to be both of them? Then get someone new. You know, why not just go find somebody else, whatever color they are? You know what I'm <laughs> right. saying? Agreed. That's a good one. Yeah, I just say leave hit, uh, leave the one that you're actually with, and you can still fuck with the other one if you want to, but there's other shit out there. <laughs> He's a altogether. working man. He's a good man, Savannah. Right. He's just in a bad situation. I mean, and, and to Dustin's point, you don't have to date Todd. Like, he could just continue to be your sounding board that as too. you leave Jake's ass and find you the real one, because that sounds exhausting. Mm-hmm. I don't want to go out into the world and be microaggressed and then come home and talk about it to someone that's not going to understand that shit because then they're going to start microaggressing me too. Yeah, so just leave everybody alone. I'm actually really mad at this email. It just makes me seem racist. I'm not. Just leave everybody alone. <laughs> <laughs> My sound is off. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Claude. It's the jam. Come Swipe. on, Claude Kelly. Swipe shit down. Yeah, Swipe up. Crazy. Anyways... <laughs> I love it. So I hope that, <laughs> that is the weird. answer for you. There, I mean, it's really cut and dry, as clear as I'm seeing it. I don't know. Maybe it's yeah, it seems seem pretty no, black and white to me. <laughs> 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 I see 
see what you did there in Technicolor. Oh, Jesus. Well, that's it here over asking for a friend. We are going to move on to the black business of the week. Oh, yes. Friend, what you got for us? So I want to shout out a brick and mortar business. Um, There's a spot in Harlem called Bed of Nails on 133rd and 100. It's between 133rd and 134th Street and 7th Avenue. And I've mentioned it, but I really want you guys to try it. You can do make an appointment on their website, bedofnailsnyc.com. Yes. It's really dope. It's a young black woman who owns it and created it. And it's really clean and cute. They only take like four people at a time. And when you walk in, they give you tea. And it's just such a nice place. They have so many Nice high-end nail polishes, which means that it won't chip by the end of the weekend. Hello. They have Tom Ford and Deborah Lipman and really nice new uh, Essie brands. I actually have one now. It's like a, it's apparently a new line of Essie where it's not a gel, but it's not regular nail polish, and it lasts two weeks. So I'm mm, testing okay. it out because I'm on tour, and I don't have time to get my nails done every week. So... It's amazing. Bed of Nails in Harlem. Support them. It's all Please. women. It's super cute. And, and Fran's nails look good. Right? Oh, my nails look cute. And you They're can growing. even go if you're a man, I believe. Like in they the have packages. a manicure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they call it. <laughs> <laughs> they have a, a, manic, a manicure. Manicure. Yes. <laughs> I, I was saying it wrong. Manicure is the regular one. Which genius. Right? Yeah. Manicure, pedicure. It's super cute. And a lot of guys were asking me, can I come to? I'm like, of course. They're not going to turn men away. They it's have on like, the website. Special. When you go into yeah, the website, Yeah, you have your own your tab and everything. Mm-hmm. Make your own appointment. Um, Candice is the owner, so you can do it with her. But they also have Jenny, which is a really dope Dominican lady. They have Christiane, which is uh, the young lady I went to. And she's uh-huh. super cute. She knew who I was, so she kind of freaked out, had my foot in her hand. <laughs> <laughs> she was, like, trembling. <laughs> I was like, you're so funny. Don't mess up my feet, though. Um, no, but it was Steady really... that hand, Christian. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but they're so sweet. Honestly, my freaking... I was in there for like two hours because yep. we were having so much fun. Yep. Like everyone in there just talking and laughing. And I was kind of cool. You was like a scene out of one of them rainforest films. You and your, all your girls. Right. Like, no, but it's what I envisioned like barbershop culture would be. Yes. But we don't get to have black-owned salons with black women. It's not really That's a thing. True. It's usually Asian owned, you know, we kind of just go into it in our hoods. But it was kind of nice to be able to have all these women of color working together, beautifying ourselves. So support them. Brick and mortars are just as important as the online businesses we push. So Bed of Nails and the website is bedofnailsnyc.com. Love it. And that's it for this week's Black Business Highlight. I also wanted to tell you guys, Chris did it, who is in charge of the graphics for my tour, right? And she uh, is also who designed my website. She designed Cheska Lee's website. She's awesome. She just recreated her website. She has a lot of ebooks that help you with how to make your brand beautiful and branding tips. And if you want to hire her to do your logo or just graphics, flyers, whatever, check her out at chrisdidit.com, K-R-I-S-S-D-I-D-I-T.com. She's amazing, amazing, amazing woman. She did Robin Thede's website. Dope. Yes, she did Robin Thede's website. Is it Thede or Thede? I say Thede, but I'm not sure. Okay, I'm not entirely sure. Because I'd be like, Thede believe Biano. me, sweetie, I got enough to feed the Thede. <laughs> <laughs> but she also did her website. Oh, fuck. I didn't talk about Lil' Kim had that song. 
Sorry. Go. Oh, yeah, Lil' Kim. Lil' Kim drop took us a break. There it is. <laughs> took us a break. So that's it. And that's it for this week's show. Do you guys have any church announcements before we get out of here? No, but I finally will next week. Okay, finally, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. We inching closer. What about you, Asante? Uh, if you are in Charlotte this weekend, yes. I will be there. I will be in Charlotte for the Read Live. And before the Read Live, if you were not able to get a ticket, and even if you were able to get a ticket, you can visit me at the pop-up shop that will be happening before the show. Check my Twitter and my Instagram for the details on that. That's at Hey Asante. If you would like tickets to the Read Live in Charlotte, it is the Read Live Dot com. Yeah. So don't forget to come out and say what's up to the kid. What about you, friend? I will be in Seattle this weekend. It's the Seattle stop of the tour. Yes. I'm very, very excited. It's going to be numerology. <laughs> you hear me? Numerology. Numerology. Numerologically. <laughs> <laughs> no, the numerology behind it. I told you guys it's the 11th stop, 11th month on the 11th day like come on it's amazing Align. i'm excited the Listen alignment is beautiful 11, 11, too. right so it's, it's gonna be an awesome day i already see the women have been hitting me up and the energy is just all good yes. so i'm very excited seattle i will see you guys this weekend houston get ready because you guys are next next month you guys are the last stop i can't believe that so yeah, it's been a good year. I'm That's excited. That's going to be good for the city of Houston, too. Perfect, right? For yes. us to end with Houston. I love how everything just yes. aligned. All the messages. Straight, like, straight up and down like 6 o'clock. <laughs> you hear me? Align it, oh friend. God. So thank you, guys. As always, we love you so much. Thank you for listening. Stay and black. we will catch you guys next yes. week. And protect your magic. Bye. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.